Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dylan Tonkin. And for those of you that have not had the experience of listening to one of my podcasts yet, uh, I know we're kind of expanding um, our guest's resume. So this podcast, I've been I've been waiting for a very long time to record this podcast. Whenever I initially sat down while I was hiking the PCT, I made a list of like 30 or 40 people that I was like, man, I got to get these people on the podcast. These are some some people that really motivate and inspire me to live my best life, which is, you know, what I'm trying to do uh, through being able to sit down with some of the uh, the people that I've had as guests. And Jeff Coates, is one of them. He was one of the first people that I wrote down. I met Jeff Coates years ago while I was bartending in Annapolis, Maryland. I think we get into that just a little bit, but um, I had always, you know, followed him on Instagram. I think I started following him when he had about five thousand followers, maybe. And since then, he has continued to just do a fantastic job to promote himself, but mostly promote other people and the hunting industry and stewardship in, rel- in regards to uh, the waterfowl that, that are one of the greatest assets that we have as hunters is just a, a plethora of amazing ducks that we get the opportunity to, to care for and then to go and hopefully harvest. Jeff Coates is based out of Ocean City right now, but I met him up in Have to Grace, Maryland, which is a little bit closer to his home. So this year I hunted with Jeff for two days in December, um, we hunted sea ducks and we don't really get into a lot about the hunting side, you know, what we're doing, um, in this episode, but Jeff just, man, fantastic person. I had so much fun with this. This was one that I I was really looking forward to even before I went hunting with him. This was one of the ones where like, all right, go and meet the guy again, hang out with him, do some hunting with him. And then I, I brought it up and he was just happy to accommodate. So, I had a great time sitting in Jeff's garage. We were in the middle of everything that makes Jeff uh, who he is and, and what he does, and he really surrounds himself with with people and hobbies and activities and some dogs that really make it just such a unique experience for me, and I, I can't thank Jeff enough. So hope you guys enjoy. I had a great time. All right, everybody, I'm sitting in the... The coolest place I've been in the last year, uh, I'm sitting down with a gentleman named Jeff Coates, who is um, a fantastic hunting guide. He's a, a fisherman. He's a well-known and, and most importantly, well-respected um, duck carver hunting guide. He's the sea duck king of the East Coast, whether or not he admits it. Um, I, I met Jeff several years ago. I was actually bartending for a catering company out of Have to Grace, Maryland, where he's uh, originally from. And I saw the logo on the side of his truck, and I, I texted my buddy Chris. I said, dude, what's up with this pit boss guy? And he, he got me hooked right away. He said, Jeff's a great guy. He said, you, you want to you know him. He's a, a fantastic person. So I finally got to hunt with Jeff this year. One of the best hunts I've ever been on my life. Super memorable hunt. We shot limits both days of scoters. We got an eider in there. And I shot my first old squall on that hunt. So very, very, uh, very memorable year for me, especially now that I get to sit down a little bit later and sit down and talk with Jeff Coates. Jeff, thank you so much. I cannot thank you enough for being on the podcast. Well, you're very kind. Thank <laughs> you. I'm not going to admit to any of that, <laughs> except you say it's cool and we're we're sitting in my garage and a little kerosene. I'm in shorts and flip-flops, but I do have the kerosene heater fired up next to us. So if you want to say it's cool because the temperature's down a little bit, it's supposed to snow pretty good tonight. It is. That's why I'm not working tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, sincerely, man, that 
you're more than you're embarrassing me as far as the introduction goes. <laughs> and, um, you know, a lot of stuff, uh, I think over the years, um, I guess with many things, the way stuff happens for people, maybe it's just all about timing that uh, kind of the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> um, I guess you could flip a coin and see which way you want to want to <laughs> go with that. But I think a lot of stuff is just, you know, timing. And uh, as I get older, I really understand that everything is relative. And, um, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I didn't maybe quite understand that. But I definitely understand it now that many things are relative. And, again, kind of flips back to maybe it was just the right place at the right time for yeah. me. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very fortunate to to have had that opportunity. And it was so so awesome that you just said one of the things that whenever I hunted with you, you talked about uh it's all relative and it's it really all about is. perspective. I think so. And again, like I don't want to be like the old guy and preach because I'm not <laughs> and I'm not going to. But it is. It's the truth of what you've done and what you haven't done and what I've done and what I haven't done makes it it makes it relative to you and I. I mean, I, I learned really quick early on. I mean, how many surf scoters have been in my hands over the years? So, you know, you sh if you shot your very first surf scoter, not I did, oh, and it's a big <laughs> deal. So I don't yeah. like, hey, this is just a surf scoter, right? Mm -hmm. um, Segway real quick. Bufflehead are prevalent everywhere, right? My good good buddy Curtis yeah. Campbell, he wants to go shoot redheads. They go down to Texas coast, Gulf Coast, and there he's Jeff. It's incredible. With redheads are everywhere, and this is this is our like, one of our dream hunts. This is what we want to do. And the, and the guide, good, good guide, he's letting his dog go get all the birds. And he says, buddy down on the end shoots a Drake bufflehead. He said the guide starts beating his dog, runs out there and grabs this bufflehead and brings it back and says, look at this truck. Like, who's gonna, who wants to get this mounted? And they, they all started laughing. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, look at this bufflehead. He's like, this is a, this is a prime Drake bufflehead. Look at this. Like, dude, we don't shoot those at home because we don't shoot them because they're everywhere. But point the point in that is it's a really good story to kind of it drive is. this home is it's truly all relative. The you know, on the Gulf Coast of Texas, evidently they don't get any buffalo <laughs> and this but they get all the redheads you want. We'll trade them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyway. That's no, that's so good because I know, you know, since you know, I've I've I said earlier I followed you on Instagram for a very long time. That's Thank you very much. Thank you. Jeff's a, a very predominant uh figure for and I don't want to say figure, I think that the word that you use, which I, I think is the perfect word, was either ambassador or steward for the hunting industry and waterfowl, not just, you know, as a hunter, but as a steward that that really helps to protect and preserve uh the, the natural resource of the waterfowl. And as soon as I started watching the Pit Boss Refuge back here <laughs> with all the bufflehead, it was like I really started to, to reconsider, you know, this is something that really isn't, you know, a, a, a spectacular duck to us because it's so common. And, I, and now I kind of like, I don't want to shoot greenheads anymore. I, it's, it's a common thing. And I want to shoot some of those, those more trophy ducks. And that's how I ended up on your boat. Well, thank you very much. I hope you had a good time, yeah. which you, you said you did. But um, yeah, we already you booked know. for next year. Uh, you I owe did. you a deposit. You I, owe you, I still it's, owe you a deposit. It's all good, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did. We had uh, two limits, two days, and just a fantastic time with our first trophy duck hunt. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it truly was uh, an all-encompassing thing. It wasn't just you know the ducks that we were hunting. It was the person that we were with. It was the people that were on our boat that really made the trip. Um, I, I feel like there's so many things that set you apart from some other guides that I've been with. How do you feel like you, you know, what is it that you bring to the table that that most most guides don't? Well, I won't say most. You can say most so, guys because I'm, I'm not. I'll say say most. You're okay, so I'm humble, not, Jeff. Well, I'm not going to yeah. say that because yeah. everybody has their own their own way of doing things. So yeah. I'm not going to say. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to be put against somebody else. You can put me against somebody else, okay. but I'm not. Going I like to. your okay. style. Well, thank you. If you're going to take a drink, then how 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 uh, they're pretty they're they're pretty can you hear sensitive. The ice? 
<laughs> when you took a drink only. I don't yeah. know what you're drinking yours, but you know what I'm drinking in this one. So. I stopped at Wawa, your mm. favorite place. I got a dollar coffee. Mm. The, the, I will say that they were gracious enough to me the one morning I filled up my like 64-ounce coffee. Coffee any size, one dollar. There you go, man. Depends who's at the counter. So anyway, go ahead. All right. Uh, what is it that makes you well, you do I, what I you do? I think first, maybe the first and foremost thing is that I mean, they, it's like one one and one a is that I, it's about you and not me, right? So I I don't even bring a gun. It's not about me shooting with you. Once it's it's about your experience, and in your experience is about you having a great time. So that's that's kind of. Um, you know, it's, I don't know which one you want to put first, but um, that's, it's not about me, honey. It's about you. And I want to make sure that you get the best experience you can. I can't control the wind, the weather, and the birds, only myself and my equipment. So there are some days that are just, they're slower and they're not, not as like, I like to say not as advertised, <laughs> just because if it's, if there is zero wind, it's going to be a pretty tough day, yeah. regardless of where, where you're at. Um, you're going to see birds fly. Are they going to decoy? Yeah, I don't know, just because there is no wind. But I, I, I said it day in and day out. You know, it's it's about you, and um, over the years, that's just the way I've, you know, kind of the way I've I've conducted myself, and and um, you know, and I th- I think I kind of become a little bit too like the, um, you know, not everybody is from here. Most I would say ninety percent of everybody that's on my boat, um, they're not from here. So I want to I want to tell them about the area. I want to promote the area, what the area has. I mean, you know, Maryland, Chesapeake Bay, um, Eastern Shore has a lot of history and tradition. And I just really try to, you know, really try to help, help, uh, you know, kind of promote that. So yeah. that's that's part. Of it. It's just not about you coming. You can kill birds with, you can kill a scoter with anybody, right? Yeah. yeah. I just want to try to do it a little nicer and a little better, so that you have, you know, a better experience. That's all. Yeah, I feel like it really was. You know, I I live in Maryland. I'm not from Maryland. The other three guys that were in the boat with us were all from Pennsylvania, and they all live in in Pittsburgh, which. I'm not, I'm not a sports guy, but they live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So uh, they they traveled. They they took their vacation time, and whenever we left here, everybody just you know talked about how much they truly enjoyed. And we didn't even really talk about the ducks that we saw, or the ducks that we missed, or the ducks that we hit. It was about that that full experience. And part of that is the things that you do to advertise for local businesses and talk about you know your upbringing and how you got to be a 20 year veteran guide. I mean, you've been doing this for. Uh, longer than I've been duck hunting, <laughs> and I'm sure longer than many folks have been duck hunting. Um, and I, I know that the industry has changed, and how have you been able to adapt to the changing industry because it, it seems like it's it's always changing. How do you adapt to to the to the demands? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that real quick, but I want to just rewind just a second and say, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I work hard for my money, and I'm gonna assume that you and all your friends work very hard for your money. So the money is also mm-hmm. A primo in my mind of like I'm I'm taking your money you're you're I'm provi- providing a service right and you're paying me for that service you're compensating me for that service so I just I've always wanted to make sure you know that I don't want anybody coming here and scratch their head after they pay me and say what did we what did we just pay for like what did we just experience and um, you know there's a lot of times when I, I'd rather not take your money than for you to go away thinking hmm what was what was that all about you know and and over the years I've heard all kinds of stories about. You know, guides, money, money, guides, and birds, and hunts, and, you know, just all kinds of different situations. So I just has, – has somebody went away, you know, on a hunt from me scratching their head? I mean, there's one I can remember that I told them not to come, and they came anyway. Yeah. But generally, when I tell somebody it's not going to be good or don't don't come, I mean, they've all – years later, they say, Jeff, I've never been with a guide that – 
didn't want to take our money and said, "Don't here's your here's your money back. It's 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 not going to be right. So don't don't come. You know, don't drive nine hours to get here. I want to give your money back because it's going to blow fifty miles an hour the next two days, and it's it's not going to be as advertised. And um, you know, to this day, upstate New York, I've got some friends that will still remind me of, "Hey man, when I was young and my dad wanted to come down, you like you you gave us our money back and said, don't come down. Like yeah. we've never experienced that before. Those people speak about you still. I guarantee That's, it. You know, talk about advertising. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be in a negative, or here you didn't make any money on that mm-hmm. that day. You know, you sent it back to them. But I guarantee they told that story to everybody, and everybody heard the name Jeff Coates at the end. Thank you. Staying ahead, yeah. right, or, or the uh, evolving, <laughs> re-evolving, or uh, Karen, as we drove this morning, Karen was off today. We went and got our Wawa coffee. We headed to the beach, let the dogs run, and, and we talked the whole time, um, like we always do, because we enjoy talking. Um, I enjoy talking, and, she, you know, I enjoy listening. She listens probably more than I listen to her, but I'll have to admit, but... But anyway, uh, just kind of staying ahead of the curve, if you will, right? That's that's what it's, you know, I had a small, I had a 21-foot boat. I had the very first one that they made. And like, you know, that's, I won't say it put me at the top of what I was doing, but at least in the area here for sure, like nobody else had that boat. Well, you know, six, seven, eight years, seasons later, there's like 10 of those boats in Maryland that they're not, they're just fun hunting. They're not even guiding. So like, I, I need to... I need to get. A, I need to kind of. I need to step up my service, right? I need yeah. to step up what I'm doing, and um, so I got a 25 foot boat. I still only took four people, but instead of you sitting on a, a six gallon spin, you know, bucket spin seat, I, I think I don't know. You know, I guess I'm going to put you. There's one chair sitting right yeah. there. I sat I, in them. They're well, nice. They're, they're up there. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot and make you. I guess I'm going to make you say that they're nice. But I went with try to do quality versus the quantity. I didn't get a bigger boat to take more people. Mm-hmm. I got a bigger boat so I could provide a better service. And um, there's a little, put a little, I don't, not a little asterisk, but we'll just plant yeah. a little seed. There may be even a bigger duck boat in the in the future. That's that's really what we were talking about. A this little morning. footnote. A little footnote that there's <laughs> really yeah. Had to, no, couple. I don't. I hate talking about what, but I'm curious. What boat do you have? What did we hunt out of? Uh, it's a 25 foot duck boat. 25 foot duck boat. Yeah. Okay, it looks yeah. like a tank in the driveway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tank on a on a trailer, uh, but it really is. It, yeah, it, I mean, it's it made, adds to the experience. Yeah, it's it was, designed to do what we do, right? I think it's outside somewhere I, there. I think they're coming for us. <laughs> <laughs> the black suburbans yeah. are pulling up. They're probably here for me. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, it's a boat made to do what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, again, like I, I'm putting you on the spot for you to say, yeah, it's comfortable. But like those seats, like I have guys say, you know, mid-morning, like, man, I've, I've never duck hunted from a seat like this. <laughs> you know, I've sat just, on a lot of buckets in my yeah, day, Jeff. I have too. Or tripod stools that are yeah. sinking in the mud. Or some, yeah. hard, some hard old boards. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that really does, you know, those little touches that you do really do add to the, to the, the full experience. Yeah. Um, one thing that, you know, I do a lot of uh, speaking and training because I'm a, I'm a talker too. That's my problem. That's why I can't deer hunt because I talk too much. Um, sea duck hunting <laughs> is a very social experience. It is. And it that's, is. I love it. And that's the appeal to it to a lot of the folks that, that I hunt with because of the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my, my favorite memories whenever I look back on the hunts are always with who, about who I was with and not where I was. Um, I think that the, the service that you provide encompasses that in Thank in, in all you. manners. You didn't get to experience this because I was kind of, honestly, it was kind of in between stoves and burners and processes, but, you know, to kind of, sp- I got the bigger boat also so I could try to maybe cook a little something in the morning. And I got, I got out a mid, mid-season, well, in the beginning, uh, cream of crab and Maryland crab soup. For about the first two weeks, I, I, I went through a lot of, I went through a lot of crab soup that yeah. I didn't get used <laughs> because the weather was bad or the hunt was an hour. Like they were shooting them slow, and the hunt was an hour. Like we were done, 
So like I wasted a lot and I kind of got out of the, I kind of got out of the, of the routine. Like yeah. we were talking earlier about how, you know, structure and routine, I got mm -hmm. out of it. And then towards the end of the season, I got, I got back into it. And uh, actually after Christmas, Karen got me a little camp, my mom too, got me a little can cooker and a little mm -hmm. different burner and, and kind of changed up the way I was doing it. But, you know, just, again, I just, I really want people to, to have fun and to, and to enjoy, enjoy the experience here. Yeah. We were in the position where you were like, guys, you, you can't shoot all the birds that are coming in. Like we're mm -hmm. going to be done in like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like the sun is barely up. Yep. Um, and I think that, you know, with 20 years of experience, you, you've really, uh, been able to, to develop that and, and get on the right spot m many times. It's not, you know, it's, it's still hunting. Sure. Um, you know, how do you think that you've, what have you personally grown? You know, how have you grown as a guide and uh, developed yourself professionally to be who you are today? Uh, probably, uh, it could be argued my maturity <laughs> level current, current day, but uh, probably just maturing a little bit. Um, but even in the beginning, I don't think, you know, I've never really, there's only probably two times that I can, well, one time that I really cussed somebody that's, that stands out in my mind, but generally... I always say legally and safely, safely, legally. So, mm -hmm. you know, if guys want to shoot at hunt birds that are 100 yards away, although I don't, I don't, uh, you know, recommend that. Like, I don't, I don't beat somebody down for yeah. the, the shot they just took because mm -hmm. as long as it's something they legally shoot, you know, it's about them having fun. And I, I don't, other guys have to have them 10 feet away before they're, you know, on the water before they shoot them too. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you, you don't know who you have in your boat. Um, Speaking of that, I could go off on another tangent. Go for we, it. No, we'll, we're, we're not we'll, afraid of tangents here. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that story. It'll come back up, I'm sure. But um, so it's like I, another drink. So I, so I stay somewhat on, on task. Is uh, probably just a you know my maturity level. Mm -hmm. Um, in the beginning, especially the the want and the need to do this full time. So I better learn better learn something so that I, I can keep so I can send people away happy and or get get people to come back with me again for you know for for multiple years you know multiple seasons um because you know at the end of the day although I, I don't want to make it about money I, you know I got bills to pay just like you do so right. I, I it's although it's it's fun to go fun hunt I, I'm you know I am doing this at the end of the day for uh, I got bills to pay yeah um um so I used to well, that's another yeah. tangent. What, what do you think? Like, why why duck hunting? Why why why, why this? There's there's it's Duke, hard. Yeah, there's Duke barking. Um, <laughs> hey Duke. Yeah, hey, I think he <laughs> just you? saw probably UPS truck yeah, sitting out front. <laughs> I that's, heard him. That's yeah. probably what he sees. We're do this podcast is 100% dog friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking him, but other than that, there's nothing wrong with him. So um, the one time <laughs> he came in, he literally had a, a tire mark, a UPS truck tire mark in his head because he would try to go eat the tires. <laughs> so anyway, he's. Although although UPS dropped off his food, yeah, he is uh, he's a different dog. So, but you love him we to do. death. Yeah, you guys you guys do a very good job. No, I just cut you off. But you guys no, do a really good, good job. Uh, Jeff's a big big on the Instagram stories. His Instagram stories are so good to watch. And whenever I'm dealing with work, I watch Jeff's Instagram stories to get away from it. <laughs> um, but you do spend a lot of time with the dogs at the beach, and I I think that it's a lot of energy they need to they need to burn it up. Yeah. yeah. So before Duke started barking, we were talking about. Why duck hunting? Why duck hunting? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Haverty Grace, so the you know the decoy capital of the world, if you will, self-proclaimed decoy capital of the world. And uh, ironically enough, the very first things that I hunted were, were actually turkey. And um, got a little bit into turkey hunting. And this is this is back in the day, way back in the day, when you could only um, hunt in Maryland turkey, the 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 three western counties in the state. So it was not open statewide. And uh, so I just got into the spring turkey hunting a little bit. I happened to be working as a civil engineer where one of the guys was, was, was a very avid duck hunter. And basically we kind of swapped out 
we kind of swapped out hunts, if you will, where I, t- I took him turkey hunting and he took me, he oh, took cool. me duck hunting. And, um, that's just, I kind of, just once I went, you know, it's the whole, it's still today. I mean, I get up at two thirty in the morning. It's about, it was, it was really cool. To, you can, you're laughing. You can <laughs> I'm say, with you, dude. I yeah, know. Just, it's just, I love getting up early. Nobody yeah. like how many other people are doing this? Now I, I know there's a lot of people duck hunt, but still out on the road, there's, there's yeah. nobody on the road in the mornings, you know, maybe a couple of people at Wawa and, mm-hmm. or wherever you stop at the gas station, you know, coffee shop wherever whatever but i'm um, just in the beginning like it was just it was a, it was like a whole event it was a whole adventure mm-hmm. and i think that's really more how how did i get hooked was was just the the complete adventure in my mind the complete adventure that it was and again like you said doing it with friends it wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't something i was doing solo much like the turkey hunting is and um there's duke barking again We're good. so <laughs> We're good. But that was it, was, it was, I guess if I had to say what was, what was the main, the, the thing atop duck hunting, it was very attractive. It was the adventure because we'd leave, we'd leave the Hartford County, Haverty Grace area. We would leave 11 o'clock, 11 p.m. the night before to go to public hunting that was three hours away on the Eastern Shore. Mm-hmm. And it was just the whole adventure of we took our time. Um, we stop along the way, stop in Easton, get breakfast at Denny's. Head on down, head on down. We're still at the ramp at like three thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was a real adventure. And that's that's whether whether it was a, whether it was a lot of ducks or no ducks, mm-hmm. it was the the adventure is what got me kind of hooked in it. Yeah, I can I can absolutely uh, relate to that. You know, I live up north of Baltimore, and this year was the first year I shot a deer in in a long time. And I was getting up at two o'clock in the morning, and I was driving to Salisbury just to, to hike a mile. And, and before that, I was, I was spending so much time driving down to the Eastern shore to walk in on public land just so I could get out and see my dog. And it was like, that was the adventure. And there were so many times where I would just trudge through the swamp just to sit there and not see any ducks, but just spend the time with, with my dog. Do you, uh, the, the guy that you were going out hunting, is he still around or? Yeah. Well, they're, you know, I've moved and uh-huh. they're still there. Yeah. I think Jeff with a G. I think he's. I think he's still. I think he's still. I don't really stay in. Truly, I don't stay in contact with him as much as probably what I should. It's tough. Um, but uh, but I've seen him at a couple of decoy shows. He got into decoys, and I, that's that's really where I've seen him. Seen him the most. And the same thing too. I mean, as you get older, things change. And you know, jokingly, we say some some of the stuff that I've done is like, well, yeah, it was in a, a different lifetime. You know, it's not <laughs> <laughs> a different lifetime. Yeah, I've I've recently been home and I, I'm starting to feel my age. And I'm only in my mid thirties. I'm about to get married, but it's like I'm in my mid thirties and I've been out of high school almost twenty years, and now I'm starting to feel it and see things changing. I can see a tire print or two here on the on the floor, <laughs> but behind me, before all this was here, there was a 1970 Chevelle Supersport big block Chevrolet that sat here. Um, sat in here since like 1997 and um i guess it's been uh probably good four years ago i finally dug it back out but, i mean you couldn't even hardly see there was a car in here with so much stuff sitting <laughs> on it but i was heavily heavily into drag racing yeah. uh, again in a different lifetime this it's been replaced with uh one of the the coolest little tight and you don't even understand how small uh, the shop is that you carve decoys in until you see it and the the products that are coming out of there are phenomenal well, man thank you very, so good thank you very kind thank you yeah the uh, now you um you hunt all o- over all of your your own hand carved decoys and what got you into doing you know let me do this myself how did that happen yeah, i would say my very first decoy I made in 1994 mm-hmm. and um again kind of coming from Haverty grace decoys there's a lot of decoy makers a lot of decoy carvers in Haverty grace in the area really in harford county cecil county 
own Susquehanna and um, at the head of the bay there. And um, I just thought it would be really cool to actually make something that, you know, to get away from the plastic stuff and actually carve something mm. that actually a duck would come and come and land to, you know, or, or be attracted to. And that, that was really my, that was really the part of the, part of the interest. And the other thing is I, you know, I kind of like to, I like to make stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, I wonder if, cause I'm, I'm a terrible duck caller. That's why I try not to call ducks. And I wonder if there's, if you get that satisfaction, and you might know if you get that satisfaction of the birds coming into the decoys that you, that you've hand carved the same way a person would, would get the enjoyment out of a finishing a duck with calling it in. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and, and part of it too, from the, from the beginning, well, not really the, not the, the beginning, but early on in there was, I would take these birds and, and go to a lot of contests. So um, it was kind of like almost like with drag racing. I kind of went <laughs> to the top. I won Super Chevy Sunday in 1992, and I was kind of like done with drag racing. So the decoy shows, I went and I'm carving decoys, decoys, decoys. I got four best of shows. Uh, you know, I don't need to. I still carve decoys. Yeah. I'm not going to go any more decoy shows okay. just because we check that off the list. Yeah, I didn't thing, realize right? that about you. I didn't. I didn't realize yeah. that you were, you know, had previously been in competitive decoy carving. Uh, I mean, they're, my stuff's pretty, still pretty crude, but yeah. I mean, I, I did, I was lucky, fortunate, whatever <laughs> word you want to use, uh, a couple times at Haverty Grace and, uh, West, West Lake Ohio show. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, there's a lot in, in a decoy contest. There's every species, uh, you know, whatever species happen to be sh- showed, the categories would be for every species. And there's a lot of blue ribbons given out for each of those species. But at the end of it all, there's going to be one blue ribbon that's really going to have three blue ribbons because it won, it was best of the species, it was best of the class, mm-hmm. you know, diving ducks. And then it's going to have, it, then it made it to the best of show. So there's only one best of show uh, decoy. Um, so and you got a few of them. Yeah, I got a lot, but I got many, 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 many. I'll say it again, many more green ribbons. Green ribbons are honorable mention. So first, second, third, blue, blue. White, sometimes yellow and, and red, depending on where the contest was. <laughs> but honorable mentions, and yeah, I have a lot off a tremendous amount of honorable mention ribbons. So, so I know that you know you have you've been doing this for twenty years. Before that, you know, you had uh, a stint in uh, the engineering side of uh, of another industry. You know, how did you make that transition? Because I know as a person who's now stepped out on my own, it's it's scary. You know, and how did you? What made you do it? And how did you overcome all those struggles of? of so, out on your own. Yep, it was a civil engineer, and um, I decided I was going to get married. And at the time, um, in a different lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like, I'm going like, to borrow that. Because <laughs> it was a much different lifetime then. Uh, anyway, long story short, got married. Just turned 23, got married. And uh, my, my then uh, current father-in-law um, was always been self-employed and he basically, he, he ventured out and said, Hey, I found this nice little business would, you know, for, would we like to, would we, you know, myself and his daughter like to run it. And, um, basically got me, got me into the mode of being self-employed. And mm-hmm. I think, I think because I did it at a, at, at the age of 23, it just kind of, kind of fell in and, and kind of put me in that, you know, I'm not the 40 hour a week guy. And, um, that's, that's kind of how, how did I, what launched me off truly to do this that I'm sitting here today <laughs> is that I got married in that, in that other lifetime. I decided to take that, you know, I, I guess there was a little bit of safety net there. I felt comfortable doing mm-hmm. it, but basically ventured out and we, we had a very, we had a small business, you know, a legitimate small business. Okay. And it was in, in uh, you drove Harford County to Baltimore city every day. And, um, that was, that was kind of the beginning of it. And that's what really put me in, in the mode or the, the mindset to, I guess if you want to say be self-employed to be self-employed. 
could you ever go back and work for somebody? You know, I, well, like you saw me, you saw me there in the summertime, and it, it uh, you saw me there in the summertime. It, it was that was Harford County Parks and Recreation, so yeah. I mean Harford County government, which I that, that was such a loose job that I felt in, I, I fit in there pretty easily because mm-hmm. they're you're kind of on your own. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I tried working at Giant Food one time, and like I just destruct. It was pretty structured, mm-hmm. and I do kind of have that hands-on. Like I, I, I know a better way to do that, and like, and it doesn't really work that well in that in that world, right? <laughs> when you're when you are new or you're the outside guy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that's probably you know the Harford County government thing during the summer. That was mm-hmm. that was, uh, and that's been many many years since I've done that. But um, yeah, I guess you know, current day, you know, with the pit boss girls. You know, I've done I've done some uh, if you want to call it some con- I guess we call it some contract subcontract work for them, where I go and you know kind of rep- represent them. Mm-hmm. I represent I guess we'd say I represent a couple different companies in, yeah. in that in that ven- in that venue or that vein, but it's not like I'm I'm not going for them and, and working forty hours a week or or whatever how many hours. It's not a it's not the uh, it's not a st- it's not the it's not whatever the average job is. You know. Yeah, and I. I think that that it was interesting that you said that about the the forty hour work week, and I I would like to see the the numbers that you put up because it mm-hmm. seems like you're just you know you're so ingrained and it, you know what you do is so much a part of who you are and who you bring out in you know through your Instagram and your your YouTube videos and your photography, which is man I love photography. Um, it's such a part of your life that it just seems like you've been able to develop your life to be your business. Yeah, pretty much, and I mean, especially you know, Karen. Current day, Karen's a very big part of it. She gets and understands me and what I do. Um, you know, my mother's older, and she's actually you know, moved in with us. And I'll, I'll get a lot of, you know, Jeffrey, you you show everybody everything you do, and you know, Karen says, yeah, but that's that's who he is, and that's what he does, and that's that's who he is, you know, and that's <laughs> and the reality is that's that really is who I am, you know, and um, so. I'm rambling here a little bit, but yeah, I, I, we could go off and talk about social media in a different mm. a different venue about promotion and branding and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I mean, yeah, I just it's what it's what I do and it's what I've done for a long time. So it's just it really, I guess that's my norm or that's my and, and I, when I say the forty hour week, I'm, I'm not like I'm not backhanding <laughs> anybody that has the you know that goes to work for forty hours yeah. Monday through Friday or whatever it is. I'm I, I don't have any I have there's no it's I have just, no issue with them. Right. I'm not it's nothing. I have nothing against that. I'm the same way. It's, okay. it's just not for me, and I don't yeah, think it's, just, that it's, it's for just, you. Yeah, it's just not. It's just, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not that I'm a not that I'm a free spirit or anything, but, you know, I guess sometimes it could, you have that label doesn't play well with others, you know, kind of thing. That, I know that. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I, I do what I do, and that's the way I do it, right? Yeah. So, I, it, yeah. I consider myself a flight risk. Anytime <laughs> I have a boss, I'm a flight risk. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting way to put it. And you kind of segued into, to, you know, bringing Karen in and – you seem like you do a pretty good job, you know, just from the outside looking in of balancing, you know, this this life and, and your your home life and your personal life. And it's refreshing to see somebody who's out there on social media so much, spending time with your your wife and, you know, giving her terms of endearment. Here, hey, love's doing this, love's doing that. Uh, it's so good to see uh, in this day and age such a positive um relationship between the two of you and the two and the dogs that you guys have well thank you thank you i mean truly she's my best friend and it's taken me 40 you know well you know i guess depends on what age you want to say you know you start but i mean it's 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 you know it's a it's been over 40 years to to find that person you know kind of thing right so it's it's um she is my current wife and she's going to be my last wife you know kind (laughs) of thing so at least in my mind you know she is and and it's but you know she truly is my best friend and you know she's the 
she's the thing I think about. Well, you know, wake up with her and go to sleep with her now. But I mean, even when we were kind of back and forth, I mean, it was she was like the first thing I thought about when I wake up, and she's the last thing I think about when I go to sleep, and, it, and nothing's really changed there. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's she's very important to what I do, and and again, you know, it's it's very it's it's great. It's a great feeling to have support from her that she she gets and understands what I do. So it's never it's never an issue of of you know sitting here with you. I mean, it's not it's you know. She, she's off today, right? Yeah. I even asked her. She's like, no. She says, no. She said, that's great. Do it. You know, that's that's. She's got stuff she can do too. You know. Okay. So, um, yeah, thank still- you, Karen. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it's the truth. You know, that's 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 so good to see. And I know, um, not too many months ago, I had a cheeseburger off of a delicious pit boss <laughs> smoker. Uh, how did that all just come to be? Because. You know, you're pit boss in, in, in so many people's eyes, and then it was just like the collision of these two parallel universes that just blossomed into a, an amazing, you know, adventure. Well, the one funny thing I have to say is to this day, just like I told you earlier that there's people that will question me, do I guide? <laughs> There'll be people that they, they think that I, own, that I own that grill, that that is me. And it, it's it's just you know, I don't know why, but they you know I, I guess I can see a little bit of why, yeah. but like I I just have people that think that that's you know that that is my company, yeah. the grill is my company. It's not. It's P I T space capital B O S S grills, and okay. I am P I T B O S S capital space capital W. So it is a, it is a little a little bit different, um, but truly, I mean, there's there is a there's probably a little story or a little lesson in there, but I mean. My association. Okay, so I'm going to rewind. No, we're had, good. Had a, we, Karen and I love to cook. We love to eat. We love to grill. A friend of mine, he has a Traeger. A Traeger. He's like, you got to, you got to get one of these. You, you. I'm get. I just got one of these things. As much as you guys like to grill, you will have one of these. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Started doing a little investigation on them. I was like, yeah, I don't know. They kind of look like an oven. You know, they're like cooking cookies on them and pizzas and stuff. And I was like, yeah, we just like meat. You know, we want to do meat, you know. We're carnivores. Yeah, just, you know, okay, we like sweets too. But like, I don't, I don't really want to grill my cookies, you know. And um, he had us over for a pork butt one night. And it was incredible. He's like, that's, and it's, again, it's what I talk about the adventure. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, the cooking to us is more of the event. And he's like, it, it took me, I've cooked this thing for, you know, 12 hours, low and slow, and I've done all these different steps to get it this way. And he, he reached in and he just pulled the bone right out. Like, you know, I was like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. And it smelled good. And we just, we had some awesome, awesome pork, pull, pulled pork. And we were driving home. I was like, Karen, we, we got to get one of these things. Mm-hmm. So I started looking out and we, you know, doing a little bit of research. And I'm like, wait a second, there's, because Mark wanted us to get the trigger. I'm like, wait a second, there's one called Pit Boss? How can, wait a minute, wait a minute. There is one that's out there called Pitboss. How can I not yeah. get the one that's called Pitboss? And we again, we did some research on them, and they had some really good reviews. And and you know, maybe it's like Ford's Ford, Dodge, Chevy, Jeep, yeah. whatever it might be, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, they all kind of they're all transportation. They're just all a little different. So anyway, long story short, we settled in on the on the Pitboss. And I guess I can, if I'm really telling the whole story, is I did in Marks. He's like, man. He says, you should, if that's the one you're going to get, you should just you should reach out to him and say, hey, will you, will you send us one? You know, we do all this, all this different stuff. This is, yeah. this is what we do. This is our life. And we just, you know. And I did. I put an email out. I, it's the same kind of thing. I get, you know, in a week's time, hey, can you send me this? Hey, can you do that? Hey, can you donate this? Can you, you know, can you, can you, can you? Yeah. And, you know, I try to do the best I can. But a lot of times, more, not, more often than not, I say no. Yeah. And so I get it. I mean, they're busy, whatever, whatever, but I never really got a response. So I was like, it's okay. We're, we're going to buy one anyway, so let's go buy it. So we start using it, start cooking on it, start grilling, start smoking. A little bit of a learning curve. We kind of fall right in. I just, on Instagram, I started tagging them, tagging them along and just you know, showing that we're using. And all of a sudden, 
Pitboss Grills gets a hold of me and says, hey, what's your address? Gave my address, and here comes this whole big box of accessories. And they're like, hey, we really appreciate what you do for us. Mm-hmm. Can you know, keep keep it up. Thank you. You know, give you the attaboy, right? And then, um, hey, would you like to take over Instagram stories one time? Sure. What do I need to do? Just do what you do, man. Like, you don't have to, don't, just do what you do. So I took it over, and I did it for 24 hours. And then uh, all of a sudden, this vertical smoker shows up at the door. You know, it's like a $600 vertical smoker, yeah. five-series copperhead. I was like, hey, thank you very much. They're like, hey, we appreciate what you do for us. Can you start, can you use it? Sure, we can use it. So a little bit of a learning curve again, just because we hadn't used one. And bam, we're, we're on it. And I think Father, Father's Day rolled around and they're like, would you like to take over our stories again? Would you like to give away a vertical smoker? Sure, let's do it. And the next thing, you know, hey, yeah. we're, uh, we're the official grill of NASCAR. You want to go to this NASCAR event? Sure, let's do it. You know, it just kind of, it's kind of, just kind of evolved. But the bottom line to all this is, it's it, in this particular case, is really just from Instagram. Yeah. And um, I think that, that one of the, 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 the ways that whenever I look at that whole thing and I, I look at you, you're just being you. Mm-hmm. Like you're just being as, as Jeff Coates as you can be. And you're putting yourself out there and you don't, you know, you don't seem like you're, you're trying to do this or trying to – like you're just being who you are and you're, mm-hmm. you're true to yourself and you seem that you've been that way. Well, sometimes I might put the voice on. You know, <laughs> and we're gonna get to that too. Um, Sometimes I put the voice on, but you know, but even when I put that's the voice who you are. on, yeah. But even I'll put the voice on as hell. Still, I'm still the same guy. But you know, sometimes I do do the voice. Yeah, that's who you are. And uh, another thing, you know, with along with this Instagram thing, one thing that I've I've seen that you've been consistent about, and I want to know where it came from. Was what's your tagline, Jeff? Thinking of you, we are. So good. Where did that come from? And then I'll, I'll tell you how I, I feel about it. Okay. Well, I have that, you know, all the time. Like I'll get Instagram message. What's that mean? What's it really mean? I was like, you know, we're just, we're having fun. And anybody that's not here having the fun with us, thinking of you, we are. And that's just really just kind of, it's just, it's just, I don't know why, why it popped out of my mind yeah. or my mouth one day, but that's, that was my mind or my mouth. But that was just like, yeah, thinking of you, we are, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's just, you know, it's, we're having a good time. I like to have a good time, and hopefully, we're. It appears that we're having fun. Yeah. Hey, and anybody that's not with us, man, we wish you were with us, experiencing this, and having you know, ex- having fun with us. I think that you know, as a person from the outside looking in, like watching this this happen in real time, it was like, man, I could like, I feel like I know this guy. Like, I feel like he's he knows that I'm out there listening and watching. And he like appreciates it. It was like your way of saying like, "Hey, I, I appreciate you guys following along, and I wish that you were here." Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the truth. Like sometimes like, I've had a person or two say like, "That's kind of like you're being like you're backhanding somebody." It's like I don't mean it like that. I mean truly, wish wish you were here. Like that's that's what it is. You know, thinking yeah. of you. We're we're doing this and thinking of you. We are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that was. Uh, it's such a good tagline, and wherever it came from, man, it's so it's so so good, and it's so genuine. Well, thank you. And yeah. I, I truly can't. I don't know what the the conscious thought that made me say that, but that's it. Just it just started yeah. in a, in and amongst you know I don't know how many years now that I've been you know, been doing it, but it just really is kind of you know, probably well you know maybe through, if I have to really think back through Karen, it's it's probably somewhere in there, um, but yeah, just kind of you know just kind of just kind of fit. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> it, and it 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 does seem after you know spending time with you on the boat and and talking with you, you're just such a you're you're such a like a reachable person. Thank like you. you, you just talk to people on Instagram, and and you know everybody that I've I've spoken to or has hunted with you is like, man, you got to go hunt with Jeff, and you just seem like su- such a genuine 
easy to talk to and easy easy to reach out to guy. Thank you. I mean, I have my my phone. That's the only my, my only phone number I have is my cell phone. So it's it's as I always say, man, my phone's on. My phone's always on. Text or talk, talk or text. But I mean, I, I really do try to make the effort. Do I do I? Is there somebody I missed out there somewhere along the way? You know, didn't get back with them or whatever, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure there is. But I mean, generally, you know, I'm I'm pretty good about pretty good about uh, my my biggest problem with email is if I if I read it and I don't reply instantly then it does kind of fall down, right? But as long as, if I don't read it, um, I, you know, I'm pretty good about, if I don't read it on my phone, sometimes it's better for me to sit down at the computer and, and, mm-hmm. and answer. Um, but anyway, regardless, I really do try to, anybody that takes the time to reach out to me, I, at least, even like in a post, I mean, even if it's just a quick thumbs up, in my mind is I acknowledge that they they commented, even if, even if I'm not like giving them a whole big, hey, thank you, and, you know, the answer to this question is A, B, C, D, E, F, G, mm-hmm. you know. Usually, somebody asks a question, I will answer. But I mean, I I, I really do go do go through and, and try to acknowledge everybody that that takes the time to comment. Yeah, one thing, even, that, even some of the negative comments. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like, all right, you're getting a response on that, right? It's like, look, buddy, that's it's not like that. No, it's, um, my my response is thank you very much. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they say. Thank Kill them with much. kindness. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, that you, is that is a back, backhanded f you though. That you, yeah, you that's say, that's a total. Uh, when you say have a good day or thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. Or, is, I I always say if I'm trying to get some, thank you in advance, mm-hmm. like I don't you don't need to respond. <laughs> Thanks, like I know you're gonna do it. Um, you know, you talked about creating things, and we talked about you know uh, carving the decoys, mm-hmm. and um, you are you're you're all over there on Instagram. But you could, you uh, described yourself to me before as a creative person, and how how do you how did you hone your skills or, or just develop those things to such a level where they are right now? I'm a much better guy that if, if you showed me how to do something, I mean, can I read? Yes. But I'm much better to, to physically sit down with you and watch you watch you do something. And over the years, it doesn't really matter the ducks, the dogs, decoys, whatever it is. I've had, have had people that I'll call my mentors that have taken the time to share what they know. Um, probably my, my, biggest, my biggest best mentor, Donald Hughes, he's passed away. But he used to always tell me he was full of useless knowledge, and I always say, "Man, I found all his useless knowledge very <laughs> useful." So, but um, you know, it, it's more of somebody's taking the time to to show me something. And again, I don't know what, you know, I'm not that educated to tell you whatever kind of learner that is. Yeah. Like for somebody that, you know, that if I watch <laughs> you, I can try to replicate that. Maybe not is the same way you do the first time, mm-hmm. but I, I I'm going to do my best to catch up and and do you know catch up. And uh, so it's just, there's always, again, there's always been somebody in, in all these things, the, the carving itself, the decoy painting, you know, definitely the sea duck hunting and, and all, all the waterfowl hunting, um, the dogs, it's just always been, you know, there's always been somebody that's kind of stood out or, or stood up to, uh, you know, take the time to show me and help me. So again, it kind of flips back to that's why I feel like I need to take a minute and try to answer people when they have re- legitimate questions. Yeah, I've never been able to. I'm not a. I'm not a handy person. I'm just not. And that's you know, there's things I'm good at. Sometimes it's just standing up in front of groups and talking. But I've always just been so fascinated with people who, and I don't know if it's the patience or just watching people hone their craft and and seeing your videos evolve. Your YouTube channel has come so far, and they're you know everything that you're doing is just like you can watch it progress. It's it's really cool. And you recently did a series. It was like four. I think it was four segments about. Wanting to become a guide, like so you want was it so you want to be a guide? Yeah, it just kind of yeah. was like a little play on words. Yeah, so you want to be a guide, you know? See, there it is, that voice. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I got, I, I kind of thought it would be discontinued, like just you know, it didn't have to be four segments. I just did, mm-hmm. I did four of that segment, 
Um, but um, I just really haven't sat down and, and done anymore. I wasn't really sure which way to go with it. In the beginning, I thought it was a really cool way to maybe to share some stories, of experiences. Um, you had some young guys from Rock Hall, you know, last night start messaging me that, they, you know, they like how and what and how they want to guide. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just thought maybe, you know, it would be a good platform or a little, little series, if you will, YouTube series to, uh, you know, just to try to share some of that stuff. Um, so... Do you want to share the story, um, because it, uh, to me, it, it really spoke a lot of who you really are, the story about, uh, and you talked about in the video, about the guy bringing the money out. Yeah, you know, I've had, I have a, he's still a friend, I haven't talked with him often, but he's a, he was actually from California, he's a retired uh, you know, federal waterfowl guy. And I've always asked him questions back and forth about, you know, this and that, and, you know, always wanted to do stuff above board, and um you know, I, I think day in and day out, the only thing I still, to this day, I can't really, and you, you'll probably relate to to, the, to what I'm going to say, is that, you know, I've got four guys on board. If everybody actively shoots, I, I truly don't know who shot what birds. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't. And it's, you know, when you're when you're fun hunting, it's you can do whatever you want to do, right? But with guiding, or even with fun hunting, it still it still st- stays true. It, it's a personal bag limit. It's not it's not the blind limit or a boat limit or a group limit. It, whatever the bag limit is, it's, it's per person. And and um, so I guess if you want to say use the word steward of the of the resource, you know I guess that kind of puts me in that vein of like I, I literally can't have somebody sit up in the bow and shoot. If the limit is four scoter, I have four guys. They can't sit up there and shoot sixteen scoter. Once mm-hmm. they shoot four birds, if if they've if one hundred percent I know they've shot four birds, they're done shooting scoters because they are. When, again, when everybody's actively shooting, I you know I, I can't tell. I don't know how you'd prove who shot what. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's you know I I, I know there's some stories of to try to maybe uh, semi-entrap some guides that, you know, everybody wasn't shooting live shells and the guide was shooting live shells and the guide, guide shot way over his limit because <laughs> he thought everybody else was just shooting and <laughs> and um, it's, a, it's a true story. <laughs> wow. Um, but, like, back spin this back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, had, I, you know, I was told that federal agents kind of travel in pairs. So one can break the law and the other can be the uh, – what's the word I want to use? The um, – <laughs> The uh, the testifier. That's not it. The, the, witness. the witness. The witness. The witness. The witness, yeah. the witness to the act. Right. So, really good morning. They shot. They shot their. It was a five bird limit, so they shot their sea ducks. They shot their. Uh, actually, they shot probably more scoter. I'm sorry, more old squall than scoter, but they they had their five birds each, mm-hmm. ten birds, and they cased their guns. And he's whipped out this wad a hundred dollar bill, and he said, "Jeff, how much to shoot your limit?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm good. We're good." Let's go. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, no. And like, and now he's like starting to roll them and like count them off. He's like, how much to shoot your limit? I was like, no, I'm good. He's like, no, you don't understand. And then I kind of said, you know, a little strongly, more strongly than what he did. It's like, no, you, you don't understand. Yeah. Saying, I said, no, now you're making this weird. Mm-hmm. You're not, it's my, my limit's not for sale. And, um, I, you know, maybe there's, maybe just a rich guy. I, I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, they shot their birds unless you're not, you're not going to shoot my birds too. And that was one of the things truly I just stopped carrying a gun. So it wasn't, my limits never, my limit never comes into play. That's, that's such a good, whenever I heard you talk, tell that story, I was like, man, it, you know, it speaks so much to me about how much you care about the resource, but also you truly love what you do and you, you wouldn't risk that for anything. You know, it, it really does show, um, your your character, and I think that those are the things that we do when nobody's looking. Yeah, it's the truth. Uh, that that story with the with the guys they were shooting geese. And I think it was it was five guys. I, it was a thirty two bird limit, 
And basically, they had the guy sh- that he shot 32 geese. And it was on a federal federal game. Uh, it was on the internet. You know, federal, like a, a bragging board. Like, they went through the whole story about how they got this guy. And um, you know, it's just like, holy moly, man. Like, it's, you know. You know, I had some friends when the goose season, you know, we had the moratorium through the 90s and they opened the goose, goose season back up. It was a one bird limit. Mm-hmm. There's four guys in a pit. They all forced to have their guns loaded. There's three geese and the game board walks up and he's like, all right, who am I, who am I writing the tickets to? And they're like, what are you talking about? Well, you guys are done. You shot your bird. Why do you still have your guns loaded? Well, duck season's open. Snow goose is still open, whatever, whatever, whatever. They went mm-hmm. to court and fought it. Wow. And the judge agreed with them. Like, you guys are fine. But like, there was a, there was a, the state game where it walked up on four guys that had three geese. It was a one bird limit, so mm-hmm. they could have shot one more goose. And he's like, and the guns were loaded. He's like, who am I writing the tickets to? And they're like, what are you talking about writing tickets? You know, they went to court over it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that the majority of the hunters I've been around, and and hopefully the ones that are on your boat, you know, care enough. You know, they're out there trophy hunting. They're hunting a bird of a lifetime, and they're coming in for that experience. And I I hope that, you know. They come out there not because they want to slaughter twenty five ducks, but mm. because they want to have that that experience. And you talked about um, the experience that you had of getting up, you know, leaving real early in the morning and going to Denny's. And do you see a correlation between how that happened for you to where you have now drawn your business to be part of? It's an experience. It's not just about the killing. Yeah, for sure. I want to rewind just a second too. So the end of that my, my little story that I got off on the tangent was when we. <laughs> If I would have said yes, in my mind, Your Honor, there is no confusion. <laughs> we cased our guns and we offered Mr. Coates money yeah. and he took it and there was no, he didn't, this was like, it was, to me, it was black and white. Right. It wasn't like a gray area where like, hey, it just, you know, happened or whatever, whatever, whatever. We cased our guns and asked him how much does he want, you know, how much did he want? So thank you for finishing that story. Yeah, just, I know that there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that aren't as, you know, knowledgeable on, on the hunting aspect and the regulation. So thanks for like cleaning that up. That was, yeah, that but was in important. my mind, that was like, it was like cut and dry. Like, you know, they're going to be in front of a judge like your honor. <laughs> this is what took place. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't anything gray about it. It was mm-hmm. black and white. What yeah. if, if I said yes, what, if, what would have taken place? Yeah. But so, yeah. So the adventure of it all. Yeah. I mean, guys that I, do I have local people that hunt with me? that are driving a few hours away? Yes, I do. But generally and typically, I think of, you know, the, the sea duck hunting, surf scoter, black scoter, white wing scoter, surf, you know, um, old squall, eider, whatever, whatever it may be, getting back to being relative, everything's relative, whatever they haven't shot. Like, guys are traveling from a great distance. I always say this, you could be the most avid waterfowl hunter from Ohio. Let's say you, Ohio's been a good state yeah. to me. You can shoot Canada geese there. You can shoot snow geese there. You can shoot all the puddle ducks. You can shoot diving ducks up on the lakes, right? But generally, typically, if you want to shoot sea ducks, yeah, it's all pretty much fresh water there. And I'm not saying a I'm not saying a sea duck doesn't get shot in Ohio, but they got to travel, and it was it's an hour drive for them to get here. Eight hours, nine hours, depending on where they're from, and it's it's like an event. Like it's the it's the adventure of like what I described when I first went, right? So they they get their buddies together. You know, it's sometimes it's families, their you know, husbands, wives, what you know, sons, daughters, whatever it is. And they yeah. they pack up and they they're on adventure. And they can get here in a day. They're going to get here the night before, spend the night. They want to go and enjoy. Generally, they want to enjoy seafood. So you know, try to get them in a good direction of, of they can have a good experience there, and meet them first thing in the morning and just show them show them what you know. In my mind, what what I do is all about, and and just try to show the best experience. And and again. They're going to be here for two or three days, so I want to make sure they get go down to Astig Island, see the ponies walking around, see the sick of deer walking around. You know, the Word Museum is to the, to the west of us. Habergers Museum is not that far, mm-hmm. the Equal Museum. And um, yeah, just try to make sure, uh, you know, I only do a morning hunt. 
I don't have a lodge, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to give them the experience of the area. So yeah. I try to do my, you know, do my best just to make sure I point them in the right direction, and and so they can really see see all that there is to see here. Yeah, that's that's such a man. It's all about the adventure, and I don't. I hope that some people who aren't hunters understand that. You know, I don't know anybody that goes out. Like, if I wanted to kill, if it was about killing, I'd go work at a chicken farm down the road. I'd pass like a hundred of them on the way here. You know, it, I, I would work there, but I don't. I, I you know, I, I, I have someone like you that gets up at two thirty in the morning and take me out for this adventure. Group, group from Illinois. I'd say that. I would say he was in his early sixties. One, one of the, one of the groups, or one of the guys in the group, and um, it was a three day hunt. And on the third day. He went on to tell me about he never – well, day two, I mean, he was telling me about he never goes on guided hunts. This, this is his first guided hunt. And day three, he's going to explain to me is, is for the money that he spent from Illinois to here to home, everything that was encompassed, he says, I can go to South Dakota for 10 days and hunt on my own. And I said – Hey man, that's that's great. I said, how many surf scooters can you shoot in South Dakota? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> 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 uh, that's a burn. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. like you, you never yeah. know who you got, and it is really all relative. But he 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 was. Mm-hmm. He says this is my first guy to hunt. Right. He was in his early sixth time ever yeah. been on. He said, I don't pay to go hunt, and I want you to know for the amount of money that I've spent. <laughs> he says I can go ten days in South Dakota. I said, yeah. I said, well, and more of what I was trying to say is it is it the same experience? Can you, yeah. you know, can you are you going to sit in the Atlantic Ocean in, in South Dakota? And no, you're not. Are you going to are you going to shoot see all the all the sea ducks that we've seen? Probably not. Are you eating uh, uh, blue Maryland blue crabs yeah. and uh, it, oyster stew right. and all the things right. that are you know the shore? You right. know, it's it's so it um, is very relative. But I, yeah. that was a little from this <laughs> this past season, a little anecdotal story there that he's like. For the money I spent, he says I could be in South Dakota for ten days. Man, and we're coming back next year. Like we're like we're we're, we're signing up right away. Um, it's it's it really is. It's relative. And after we hunted with you, and you're like, it's all relative. It is. And that really just that's planted that seed in in my mind where I was like, man, I just need to start to think about how things are relative and things that that I value and things that. Uh, the people I spend my time with with value. So um, you're the guy that people come to for their dream duck hunt, and that's that was part of me coming and hunting with you. And it was more than just coming for surf coaches hunting with with Jeff, and you know getting to meet you and see what it is that this is all about. What's Jeff's dream hunt? Man, I, at the moment, still, yeah, I, I really want to go. I want to shoot black brand in Mexico. I think it's still it's still a top of my list. Black brand, black Pacific brand, black brand. So no, we have Atlantic we have Atlantic. brand here. Okay. Yeah, Atlantic brand here. And the black brand is uh, just a little bit of a darker bird, you know, kind of their bellies, the side pockets kind of go in through their bellies, they're very dark. A little bit of the neck collar is a little different on them. You know, similar but different, different but similar, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing from Atlantic to Pacific. And, um, but yeah, just, and again, it would be more about the adventure mm-hmm. of, it's something you can do right now, like this time, like I could do it in February into early March. So there's still there's still a big number of them down there, mm-hmm. and actually on Instagram I've been following along with a couple of guys who are shooting them pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it's that would probably be at the moment, uh, you know, that would probably be uh, of, of everything I've I've done. Um, you know, you're saying like people are coming to me for a bucket list bird. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've went to St. Paul Island to shoot a king eider. So I mean, I've yeah. I've went other places to shoot to shoot that bird, right. whatever whatever that bird might be, right? Um, you know, I've been fortunate over the years. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I love dogs. I don't know if that's Duke or, or Rye, but um, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, you know, we had a little TV show, Ducks, Dogs, and Decoys, and that afforded me. I was very fortunate. That afforded me to, mm-hmm. to go many, many places. I, ha- I have not hunted every state in the United States, but you know, kind of from Alaska to Florida to 
to uh, Prince Edward Island, as far as mm-hmm. you know, far east you can drive in Canada. You know, did the Delta Marsh one time. I've kind of, you know, I've kind of I've Pacific Northwest shot the Harlequin out there. Again, it's a bucket list bird. You yeah. can only shoot one a season <laughs> in the state of Washington, and there you go. So I mean, it's I I have, I and again, so you you said that somewhere in there about like what's kind of honed my skills, and it's really going to the other other places and seeing how other people handle themselves. I, you're taking notes here. I'd be man, that's, in my mind. Man, I like I like that. I didn't, you know, I didn't know that. Okay. You know, it's fa- behind you sitting, it's a very faded orange box, mm-hmm. but that wasn't. I have to admit that was not an original thought. Like I went yeah. someplace and the guy had a little pelican case. He's like, here, here's, you know, cell phones weren't as prevalent. Maybe you know, his old flip phones and stuff, mm-hmm. but he had his cell phone in there and you know, all this different. I've added a few things to the box that he didn't have, mm-hmm. but the general I, that was that having that box was not my original idea, and I learned that from somebody. The flip side of that is there's stuff I've seen. It's like holy moly, I. I can't even, I can't believe that that the God even did that. Like, Oh man, like, you know, a banded goose gets shot in Canada and like they're in the, they're in the, they're arguing that it's their bird, you know, kind of thing. The like, guy with no gun. Well, they, they were, <laughs> but they were shooting with the party. And that's like, you know, again, like, man, you're just guys, you guys are setting yourself up yeah. for setting yourself up for just negativeness here. Right. Yeah. So yeah, again, I've, I've, I've been fortunate. Mm-hmm. Haven't been every place and done everything, but I've been in quite a few places, yeah. done quite a few things, and there's been I've kind of taken the, the the good and the bad, if you will, from that, and just kind of kind of add that to what I do. Yeah, Jeff. Whenever whenever we hunt up with Jeff, um, we were you know we were kind of doing the same thing, just sitting around shooting the stuff, and uh, right over Jeff's left shoulder right now is a harlequin a harlequin duck mount. And for those of you that know, I have a dog, and her name is Quinn. She's a, a drodhar. And that, for me, is one of those, you know, bucket. I don't even care if she retrieves it, but it's just one of those things that it's that experience of going and getting away from shooting a, a mallard in Pennsylvania or on the eastern shore of Maryland. And it's, it's not that – I mean, they're beautiful ducks. They're absolutely beautiful. They don't even look real. They just look like they belong in a Dr. Seuss book. They're blue. They, they're blue they are they are like a steel blue. That's kind of dirty, but white. They're just they're they're a beautiful they're yep. a a, hu- a a beautiful species. Yep. For those that don't know, on the East Coast, harlequin is closed. So even though we see them here, we can we've had them we've had them decoy. Uh, you know, it's a species that's closed, so you cannot shoot them. Uh, the state of Washington, it's it's one bird per season, so not not one a day. It's it's one. You shoot a bird, and you, and you're done. And then non-residents in Alaska can shoot four a season. Four per season. Yeah. So that's really if you want to shoot a harlequin, you really got to go to okay. Washington or Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, long long haul for that. But that's that goes back to the thing. Like you were talking about the adventure of yep. all of it. It's all encompassing. I I'm sure that somebody is not. If any particular people listen to my this little story of my my I enjoyed being on St. Paul Island because I got to get on all the crab boats. That was the high okay, King Eider, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed I enjoyed getting on the crab boats. <laughs> you get um, the whole way there to get on the crab boats. Yeah, man. It was it's you know, it's it's January, it's cold as can be. There's ice everywhere. I'm standing down on the docks with shorts on. Not flip flops had Crocs on there just because it was a little on the wet side, <laughs> but um, and they'd be like looking at me like, well, "What's what? What are you doing?" And they're like, "What are you guys doing?" And they, you know, we started talking stories like, "Come on, get on board, man!" And yeah. it's like they were just as nice as can be, and you know, just seeing like all the, I would not, I can't say all the boats that you'd see on TV, mm-hmm. but I mean, we saw we saw a lot of the boats cool. that we see on TV, and it was just, and again, shooting a har- shooting the, uh, and there were Harlequin there too, but shooting mm-hmm. the king, it it's a very vivid memory. I do have, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. I do have it as a very vivid memory. But I probably, honestly, I probably remember the, the crab boats. Maybe just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> um, who were you with up there? Well, we were filming for the D the D three for the uh, ducks, dogs, m- and decoys. Ducks, dogs, and decoys. Yeah, okay. Yep. And it was actually a group of about eight of us, and um, 
mixed mixed group mixed group of guys. And uh, there was at the one time there. At, I'm sorry, at, not at one time. At that time, there was only one one guide service there. Now I think there's there's they've kind of split up, and there's two mm-hmm. two guide services there. But um, I, mean, I see the pictures. You know, nowadays, I mean, there's they still shoot a lot of them there. Our our particular hunt, we didn't. There really were not that. Not everybody shot a Drake. Oh really? Yeah, it's just kind of just kind of an. I kind of liken it to uh, maybe like September Canada goose hunting. If you got a pond owner, you got an area where there's a bunch of birds, and you shoot those birds. Either killed them or you ran them out. Mm-hmm. Until some other birds show up, you can you know you're not going to see anything. And on St. Paul Island, there was like in my mind three distinctive places to hunt to hunt. And if the birds weren't there, even though you could you could go find birds other parts of the island, there's these cliffs and like you just they were unhuntable. So in those in the really the three locations that you got, you know if they're not there, like my friends that were there, we kind of cross paths they were there right before us they would told you it was the greatest thing they got in a boat they shot four drake kings decoying just like you thought it Mm -hmm. thought thought it should be and um you know it just wasn't it just wasn't that way for us just because you know nothing wrong was any problem issue with the guy what the guy did it's just it was you know the the conditions and again until some until some new you know until some other birds move into the area it's just you know it is what it is there's you can you can only do so much as a yeah, guide sure. and hunter. Yep. I've had plenty of days where I've I've walked really far and not not pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that the appreciation for that adventure is what makes the story. Even if you don't pull the trigger, mm-hmm. um, what do you think it is that br- makes you bring like brings you the most joy out of your job? And I, I say job, but like you're a hunting guide and you you work incredibly hard at what you do, but it's still it's how you make your living. Yeah, I, I think showing somebody young or old, it doesn't really matter their age, but just showing somebody the experience of, of something they haven't done before because, you know, more often than not, there's, like, sincere happiness of, like, wow, look, yeah. at, look at this bill in this thing. You know, look look at this bird, you know, and I just thought they were black, you know, and you get all those get all those kinds of things. Or, you know, somebody shoots, you know, shoot a bandit scoter. We shot two this year, and in all my years, that was number nine and number ten. So, I mean, the bands are very, wow. very few and far between. Uh, so, you know, somebody shoots a banded one, that's, you know, even even a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just kind of showing somebody, somebody something that they don't normally get to experience, I think, yeah. is, is is what it is. And, and um, you know, generally, typically, everybody's in a really good spirit and really good mood and, and you know, fits fits right into the mode of what we're, what we're trying to do. Um, I've, ha- I've had people seem like they kind of fight amongst them, not really with me, but fighting amongst themselves <laughs> that somebody's not happy, whatever, whatever. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know all the dynamics of everybody that's on board, but you can kind of tell when, you know, when things aren't smooth, you can, you know, you can kind of read on that sometimes. But generally, I mean, that's, that's a very small percentage of, in a, in a year's time, a very small percentage of, of what I experienced. Yeah, so you, you talked, uh, I don't know if we, we mentioned it recently, but you were talking about how you don't really carry a gun anymore. And I think that it's, it's a, uh, it shows how much you care about sh- giving this, um, the experience to, well, to your customers. But again, it's about you, you shooting, not me. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not, I'm not there to outshoot you or, you know, if you only have three birds and you guys shot a hundred shells, yeah, you, that's you know, on you. You shot a lot of shells. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a four or five bird limit. So, you know, you kind of like could have, should have, would have, but like, you know, I'm, I'm not there to put the birds, you know, I have some, uh, Another friend that's snow goose guys, and like he shoots right along with the party because it's it's that it's a twenty bird limit or it's unlimited, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't really right. matter, right? And that's you know a lot of with the snow geese, it is it is about numbers. You know, yeah, it is about numbers. But in this case, I, I've had I've had groups that like they shoot them one at a time, and they literally here comes a group of birds in, and one guy's going to shoot one bird because he wants to know that Drake is his bird, yeah. you know. And and even though it's it's on and the birds are flying really good, 
we might have to sit there till noon for you know for them to get their twelve you know twelve or sixteen drakes because that's the that's way they the want way to hunt them. Mm-hmm. The the flip side of it is, I've even said, slow down, slow down. You know, three volleys, <laughs> they, they got all the birds they want. Like I never even. It took me longer to put the decoys out and pick them up than yeah. it did for them to shoot them because three three bunches come in, they blew them up, mm-hmm. and they're done. You yeah, know? And a couple train wrecks. Yeah, and they think it's <laughs> but you know that's that's what's again back to what's things are relative. That's what makes the hunt for them. They thought that was the greatest thing in the world, you know. And I'm even like after the second volley, guys, you only have a couple more. Slow down, slow down. Here yeah. comes some more. Load up, load up. Boom, 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 boom. They're done. Done. So <laughs> back at Wawa getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess really I probably should yeah. be thankful, but I kind of again I have a conscience and like. You don't have to shoot them that fast. You know, you can take yeah. your time. Yeah. Uh, is that the old bull and the young bull? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I do say that story quite often. Yeah. I know that, you know, we got, you know, this was a, a new experience for us, and we, you know, we didn't know what to entirely to expect. And, you know, you everybody wants to, you know, shoot mature drakes and do this and do that, but it's such a, a unique, and, and I'm so glad that we hunted two days in a row because the first day was like, the first time you were with a girl mm-hmm. and it was just like, you boom, didn't, boom, boom. you didn't know what to do. Right. And all of a sudden it was over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the second day we were a lot more relaxed and we could really enjoy, you know, the camaraderie of all of it so much more than the, than the first day. So, um, talking about that with Drake's and things, I mean, there, there's nothing, I, I get this question a lot. It seems like on Instagram, like, why are, why are you only said the Drake's on the right or the Drake's on the left? Like, can't you shoot the brown ones? Yeah. I mean, they're all scoted. Well, you can shoot whatever you yeah. want, but at the end of the day, I'd rather line up, you know, 16 or 20, you know, colorful birds versus just a, you know, that if there's a choice, I'd always, there's a, and anybody can shoot whatever they want to shoot, but mm-hmm. I'm always trying to help people pick out what's the birds come in. You, Hey, the two in the center, or, you know, that low light, the first, the first, you know, the first half an hour, 45 minutes, sometimes the light's not right. You can't really see what's what. And yeah. I'm always just, you know, especially with the little, the videos I do, you hear me say, Hey, the drakes <laughs> on the right or the two outside birds or, you know, the back yeah. birds or whatever. And I'll have people question me like, you know, is it illegal to shoot brown ones or hens? I'm, no, it's, you can shoot them. It's right. just, I just always try to help people pick out what's, what, what, it, you know, what they're, what it what they maybe came after yeah you know, that's all and a lot of times still okay the drake is there but i'm you know I'm not really sure because it's still dark mm-hmm. i don't know is it a is it a common scoat or is it a surf scoat I, I don't know but it, right. the, that was the drake i can tell you that yeah and you've you know there's you know you're you're so used to seeing the same kind of birds that your eye is so good and i have i have pretty good eyes mm-hmm. but it was like man it was really difficult for me as a newcomer to this event mm-hmm. And and just to see like birds are so so far out there, and you're like uh, Drake's on the right. I'm yeah. like, what's this guy do? Like, is he a binocular? Well, <laughs> a lot of times too, it's like it's just a size difference. You know, the bigger the bigger bird will you know generally mm-hmm. is going to be the Drake, and so at a distance, you know, it's, that's kind of a telltale. And you know, it sounds silly to say you know, the Drakes are blacker. You know, you know they're all, <laughs> they look all dark, right? Yeah. But the one the bird that is the blackest that's mm-hmm. that doesn't you know it's it takes them three it takes to go to three years to become 100 percent mature. Scoter do not have eclipsing plumage, so once they, once they're over three years old, mm-hmm. they look drakes look like they look all year long. And I didn't know that before before we hunted with you. I had right. no idea. I was I was that's like, the oh, they duck. must change. That's the only duck. No kidding. Um, even like old school, old school mm-hmm. kind of what's white's black, black's white kind of thing in mm-hmm. you know, summertime to wintertime, and you know all you know there's. I'm, again, I'm told, and I don't know if any of the ducks that don't, but like Scoter is the only bird that does not have eclipsing plumage once they're three years old. Yeah, I think it was a couple of days after we hunted with you. That guy shot a beautiful old squall, mm-hmm. real nice. I don't know if it's a sprig or a yep. pin or whatever yep. you want to call it. It was just a, yep. a beautiful duck. Yep. Um, it, it was good to see somebody. You know, the ones that we shot weren't that. You know, weren't weren't very mature. They're still trophies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the uh, one thing that we were talking about earlier, and I, I talked about the podcast and how it helps me 
to stay connected with the community and stay myself. It really does help me. You know, what do you do once, you know, hunting season's over? How do you kind of navigate back to Jeff? Like it's... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we talked about this a little bit earlier. Like to me, like truly, and I'm not, not to, you know, I'm not joking when I say it, but I mean, it's not like I want to, you know, go put a gun to my head. But I mean, like February, as soon as the season's over, like I, there is some depression in my yeah. life of like, you know, it was go, 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 especially in a 107 day season, you know, it started, you know, October 15th or so and went all the way to the end of January. So there was a lot of days in there where like, you know, six or seven days a week I'm doing this and I'm, you know, go, 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 go. I, I really, I thrive off of doing this. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, man, I'm waking up at two 30 in the morning in February, like, I need to go back to sleep because there's nothing to do. You know, like I don't have, you know, I just, you know, sometimes I get up, get on the computer. I will maybe edit some video or, or catch up on a few things, mm-hmm. but definitely, man, like my, my main, my main goal or my main, uh, activity for the past couple, you know, the past eight weeks, six weeks, 10 weeks, whatever it's been like, it's, 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 it's gone and it's, I'm not doing it anymore. So there is a little bit of a switch over where it, it does take me, it take me a little bit to get going, mm-hmm. and you know, and generally, you know, February is still still cool here, so it's not you know to get out here and really you know bust bust out something and really get busy with it. And it just it takes me, transition. It just really does take me, you know, it takes me a while. I'm, I'm always jokingly say I'm glad February is the shortest <laughs> shortest month of the year because <laughs> like I, I need to get out of February fast. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple years a couple years ago, twice I took advantage of uh, New Brunswick uh, had it has a sea ducks uh, a February sea duck season, late sea duck season. And I did go up there and we took advantage of that. So that, you know, that kind of, not that I was guiding there, but that was still a little bit of, still a little bit of an adventure and a, a nice little, nice trip to do. Um, but, you know, generally, typically, I don't snow goose on I mean, I know guys are still chasing snow geese now in the co- conservation season and all. But February, fe- at all, all 12 months, February is the worst month of, in, in my, my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so. I mean, we got, they get they get Valentine's Day and we get to do whatever we can to keep them happy for it. Um, I think that this year I started a new tradition of of the post hunting season. Thank you, and this is my my weekend of appreciation to uh, to Elise. And I think that I need to start getting all the hunters on board. Like, hey guys, you don't have to do a Valentine's Day thing, but just go away for a weekend with with you know your significant other. Um, whenever we were talking about that, you know, as I grow uh, into you know, um, into myself and learn more about myself. It's, it's really helped me. And you, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, how you, you get the goal or you get to the end of the season, you get depressed or you just feel down or you feel kind of lost. Like I do. It, it definitely helps to understand that other people are going through the same thing. And I think that one, one of the, the hard parts about social media is where I'm comparing my life to other people's highlight reels. And man, I've, I've made some big mistakes and I mean, I made a mistake today at work that I should have prevented, which has turned into a fantastic positive where I'm now sitting in Jeff Coates, uh, Jeff Coates, uh, garage, uh, interviewing somebody that, you know, I've, I've wanted to do for a long time, but, um, it, it, it really, it's hard to connect to the, the rest of the person's life. Maybe should rewind a second too. Like I, I did do the, not the make fun of anybody i said but put a gun to my head i mean it you know maybe that's a little yeah but i mean definitely i guess maybe it would be be feel the word blue you know i guess that's a i mm-hmm. guess a kind of a almost say a medical term but you yeah. know, kind of a term that would describe how february you blues yeah just kind of like you just feel feel off feel down don't feel like you know the energy that i had and and um 
It, it kind of is what it is, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mean to make fun of anybody that yeah. you're about putting guns to heads and suicide and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, it's, it is definitely, um, I definitely do feel a change in my, my, my mm-hmm. mental psyche and my mental health. Yeah. And I think like, you know, they, uh, after I, I came home from these, these two hikes, I felt like I accomplished the goal. Now what? No, I, I didn't have that direction. And, and it, it just helps to know that other people mm-hmm. out there doing the same thing. Like, man, everybody's going through it. You know, everybody has their own internal struggles. And the more I grow and, and begin to understand myself, it helps me to understand other people too. Like, man, everybody's got their own struggles. Like people got great lives. I have a fantastic life. I, I couldn't ask for more. I could, but I don't need more. Um, and it's, it's, comforting to know that like hey everybody kind of struggles and and we don't see that yeah for sure i mean you just like social media generally i mean there's there is uh i, I did post up we were in the hospital <laughs> hospital room the other morning <laughs> and i did post that up i did it i did it playfully in my mind yeah but i mean generally on social media like you know you see some some nastiness stitches or fish hooks or mm-hmm. you know some you know some kind of some you know somebody got pulled over or something like that but i mean generally typically it's all about all the good stuff in people's lives. You don't see mm-hmm. maybe what the, you know, kind of what some of the, the more the negative stuff that's, that's, that's happening or going yeah. on. But, but anyway, I always try to stay on the, the happy side of things. Yeah. I think that you get, you, you get back, get back what you give and, and the, the positivity and the, the stewardship that you show for the hunting community and the, and pit boss grills and, and everybody that you, you know, you surround yourself with, you, you get that stuff back, you know, it's, try to, yeah. it's, it's so good to see all that, that positive stuff out there and, and know Hey man, like Jeff's got struggles too. Everybody yeah, does. Everybody don't does. Yep, you know, don't, sure. don't put don't put yourself out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, go ahead. No, nah, just uh, there's a little side story to that. Just about how, at least in my personal life, like like I need to stay on task and stay on track. Um, I can remember flushing the motor out, and that's I don't know. I was busy rushing to feed the dog. Something, 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 and I, I went back down the next morning and. Fire the boat up. It's a little bit of ice. You know, got the boat in the water, a little bit of ice, and fire the thing up. And, like, I'm looking for the, you know, always kind of just check to see if, you know, the motor is, quote, peeing. And and it, and it wasn't. I guess it, it took it a while to, right? So I go and I you know, let it warm up, and I go park the truck and all and come back and jump in the boat. And, like, there's water pouring out of the back of the motor. And I'm like, thinking, oh, man, it's like this is looking, like, catastrophic here. There's, like, this is all come out the exhaust or what's what. And it dawned on me. I didn't put the freaking plug back in the, 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 the flush out plug on the back of the motor i'm like oh man like this is this this is going to look like this is my first time i've ever i've ever operated a boat or duck hunted or whatever i was embarrassed mm-hmm. i was truly embarrassed and um use that stuff doesn't happen to me and i made point to tell a friend always telling me the bad stuff happens to him as i'm driving back well first <laughs> off thankfully thankfully to karen gave her an early morning wake-up call i was like karen i was like can you go out? there's a black plug sitting in the driveway it's got to be there mm-hmm. and uh, she took a picture of it and i said yep she's on my way so she's she was headed and she gave me the wrench to put it back in mm-hmm. so she's headed down and i you know told i was again very embarrassed with my party and um because stuff just doesn't you know just it's, this is happens to other guys not me and uh, but it did happen to me this that morning and uh, so i hitched the trailer real quick just because i thought i could drive faster without the trailer and you know, it didn't, I don't think we were about 40, probably all total about, we lost about 40 minutes to the morning. They still shot their birds and it was all, it was all good. Mm-hmm. But again, they, they did, they did say they sat, you know, it's all really pretty sunrise and, and, um, but yeah, I was, I was definitely quite embarrassed, but again, Karen was very, she was on board and I'm, I'm headed your way. This is, is this all you need? <laughs> yep. It's all I need. Yeah. Infinite and, support. Uh, yeah. So that yeah. was, that was a good morning. That was a good morning. I don't know how I got into that story, but ba- oh, bad, bad stuff, bad happens. stuff happens. I don't think I've, 
post it up, post it up anywhere. Like, hey, this Look morning, I <laughs> this morning, I I left out the, the the flush plug in the back of the Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I thought it was cold enough. Truthfully, I was going to say, I was like, let's just run with it. Let's see, maybe there's enough water pressure that's going to stay in this thing. And we didn't we didn't go about I don't know go about fifty yards and the thing overheated. So I was like, eh, it's not going to work out the way I want it to. Yeah, you were you had mentioned earlier about mentors, so mm-hmm. I had to call my mentor today who I was actually working for uh, with, with the client, and I had to tell him how I messed up today. And during that conversation, you know, the client was understanding, and you're just like your clients. It was part of their experience. Mm-hmm. They, shot, they, they shot their limit. They got a beautiful sunrise out of it. Uh, our client was very understanding, and I told him, and it, I, never, I didn't think about it, just one of those things like thinking of you, we are. It just popped mm-hmm. out of my mouth, mm-hmm. and I said that the most painful lessons are the ones that we never forget. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that was the last time that you let that happen. <laughs> well, it's going to be. I mean, you know, day, I always take the drain plug out of the boat. And that's, yeah. you know, I, I'll tell you this. When I'm undoing the straps, even though I know, even because I put it in, I, mine screws in, wrench it wrench it in, and I do mm-hmm. it as soon as when I go out. I let the dogs out. It's one of the first things I do in the morning. And I'm, when I'm at the ramp, I'm undoing the straps. So I always look, although I know I did it, <laughs> I'm very conscious to make sure it's in there. And I'm always looking to make sure, you know, make sure it's there, right? And, um, like, I just felt, I really felt like... This, you know, just an idiot, basically. Yeah. Like, how did I, how did I, and again, it was just rushing around here at the house and the thing was laying right, you know, it was windy or whatever overnight. And I just, you know, I would probably saw it in the morning when I put the plug in, except mm-hmm. it, it did, it rolled, a little piece of black plastic rolled off and it was gone in the driveway. And um, I just never saw it and, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I just, I totally forgot, so... Yeah, and the first text I sent to Jeff to talk to him today, whenever I was like, "Hey, uh, I had to eat some crow today," so uh, it it does happen, and and it is it it really brings it full circle for people to hear about those things. And man, we learn lessons every day, and and I think that maybe I should do a better job of of like talking about the lessons that I've learned because man, I've made some big fat mistakes, and this isn't even the first time I made a mistake for my own mentor, and it's it's hard. But one thing I, I've done is I've as soon as it's happened, man, I like owned up to it. I told the clients like, this is on me. I, I own this. This is this is my fault and I apologize. And I told my mentor last time, I was like, Yeah, this I screwed up. And and instead of letting it get me down, it was always uh received very well, just like your your clients. And man, it's a good thing you got care and support. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> saved us a lot of time for sure. Yeah. Good so good stuff. Was, but um well that was another can't say a low moment of the season this season, but it was definitely an off moment from the season for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I know that you have a, a trip coming up, but what, you know, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I know, you know, now we're, we're done, we're post hunting season. We're going to get into fishing season before we get back into hunting season. You know, what, what are you the most excited about or what are you the most, uh, eager to see happen the next 12 months? Hashtag pit boss XX seasoned 20 seasons. So yeah, next year's going to be the 20th year. So we got a big giveaway and a, Big contest and giveaway going on, so it's it's uh, it'll it'll kick off officially, um, you know, right as fishing does. Uh, we're gonna take a Karen's from Australia, so we're gonna take a quick run. I can't say it's a quick run because I already told you how many hours it takes to get there. <laughs> but we're gonna go to Australia for a little while. Um, I hope to make some nice videos from there. It's it's a beautiful place. I don't I tell people this all the time. I could live there. I'm just not sure what I would do there. Uh, it's it's never gets we're on the Gold Coast. It never gets cold. And, uh, but just some beautiful, beautiful water and, you know, maybe when I'm, if I ever grow up and I'm older, 
you know, it'd be a nice place to. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Don't do it, Jeff. <laughs> it would be a nice place. I would definitely fish is what I could do there for sure. But um, you know, they're they're not big into they're not big into hunting in Australia. But anyway, we're gonna go to Australia. Karen get to see her family. It's a good thing. Try to get back there, you know, at least every two years or so. And then once we get back, man, the fishing should be good. Um, I kind of hinted before about a bigger boat, so I'm not. I don't think I. I don't think I can get there before, um, before uh, before we leave to Australia. But when I get back, it's going to be a, take a quick little plane ride. I need to go check out a 25 foot boat. We're going to move up to possibly a 32 foot. 32 foot. Yeah, 32 feet. It's the biggest duck boat <laughs> in the world. That's like that's a party boat, man. That's be. 32 foot. Mm-hmm. So um, you were talking about it. You right? got big plans for it. I do have 32 big plans. foot. I'm always thinking ahead. You got to stay ahead of the curve, right? I like it. I like it. So that, that that'll happen when we get, you know, when I get back. I think I'm going to do that solo. I don't think Karen's going to make that with, trip with me just because they're all her time. But yeah, as soon as we get back, man, the temperature should be good. And um, excuse me, the water here warms up pretty quickly. And uh, small, we call them rockfish, but the small striped bass. We'll, we'll be catching catching those. Good flounder run will, will kick in, and then. Uh, you know, just as the summer goes on, the water gets warmer, and there's just more and more opportunity to fish. Um, the uh, our fishing boat, the bad influence, it's still for sale. So we still we still want to want want want. We still want a bigger boat. Um, what it's for sale? What is it? Uh, it's a 29 foot center console. It's got a bracket hangs off the back, so it's a little longer than 29 feet. But the hull itself is 29 29 feet, and we just like to get ourselves more of like a a 35, probably around around 35 foot like Carolina. What would be considered a Carolina Express. Um, just more of a more of an offshore inshore mm-hmm. offshore fishing boat. So um, I don't I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but that's that would be uh, that's something in the works of you know possibly just switching up switching up duck boats, also maybe switching up fishing <laughs> boats. And then uh, I got a lot of decoys to carve. Need to get you know ready for for the, the season gets here quickly. Um, so once we you know that that'll be that's in my mind my my mind too. So we've got a lot of a little bit of juggling to do because the the contest giveaway is going to be social media based, um, and it's going to run all the way through the end of September. We're going to give uh, we're going to give away. Uh, we actually pick the four winners uh, at at Molly's Molly's um, Sporting Goods at Molly's Place Sporting Goods up in Kennedyville, Maryland. They have a uh, their open house weekend at the end of September, so we'll pick the pick the winners up out there. Um, but we get you know, Molly's Molly's going to be a big part of it. Um, retay shotguns is going to be a big part of it. We're giving away four brand new three and a half inch, 12 gauge retays. So that's going to, that's probably the, that's probably the, the, the headliner of all the, all the items that are in the giveaway. Uh, we've got a nice Drake waterfowl package. And then, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to forget there's, there's a bunch more each, it seems almost <laughs> like each day we, we pick up somebody else new, but I, it's going to be, it's going to be close to probably a, a eat for per person. It's probably going to be close to be about a $5,000, uh, if I can make it more, I want to, but I think currently we're we're right at about five thousand uh, dollars that the, the the package will be, re, I guess, retail value if you want to say that, and um, so we I'm, we want to have a lot of fun with that through the summer. Um, we, we want to start cooking. <laughs> we want to fire the grill back up, which we cook during the winter too. Yeah. But um, but especially some events with pit boss, pit boss grills got got that, and um, my good friend Dave Messick took on OC producer because I'm always saying I'm busy. Mm-hmm. He says. It's good to say you're busy, he says, but you got to say you're explaining and not complaining. So just when I say I'm busy, I'm I'm just explaining, and I'm not complaining. So it's better to be busy than not be busy. 
I like that. Explaining, yeah. not complaining. Because like, hey, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm saying this, but I like it. Like, yeah, I like it's, my it's, life. Yeah. yeah. But that's what he did tell me. He's like, hey, man, you, you got to start saying, you know, it's you're, you're explaining, mm-hmm. you're not complaining. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's, that's uh, anyway, I have to take that from his, uh, <laughs> give him credit for that yeah, saying. Yeah. You do, you do so much, you know, the, the hooked on OC, it's, you know, it's so good to see you, you know, as a, a figurehead with them and, and such a good relationship. And once again, like always just promoting everybody and everything. You're such a, a fantastic ambassador. Thank for you. Thank you. So but much. It is Dave Messick, Hooked on OC, or Unseen Productions is, is Hooked on OC. It's, that's Dave's production. Scott Lennox, Fishing OC. Scott's the, the guy in front of the camera. Um, so, you know, they're good friends of mine and they, they do invite me along do a lot of things with them. Uh, as far as me being in front of the camera, you know, the Drake Waterfowl's Migration Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, this year they're kicking off, um, right here is, is actually trademarked. I was looking on the book, Guns Down, Rods Up. <laughs> Our little saying with the brand hunt the other day yeah. is Rods Down, down Guns <laughs> Up. So that's, we, we can't say Guns Down, Rods Up because that's trademarked. Oh. But anyway, that's uh, Drake Performance Fishing. That's a new thing this year. And um, we actually, uh, I don't know if the technical term is killed, but we did kill a 550-pound bluefin tuna. That'll be harvested. Uh, yeah, we harvested it. <laughs> we got. It was the, gigantic. We got to eat the tail. He was oh, huge. He was a big fish. Oh, biggest fish I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I've seen some big sharks, but that was you know as far as getting something aboard. But anyway, that'll that'll be. I think that's going to be their scheduled to be their first uh, the first episode of the of the Drake performance fishing guns guns down or rods up. But um, I do I am uh, one of the hosts for uh, Migration Nation, mm-hmm. and uh, so that does keep me. That's where I do my majority of of hunting really. Of that, I actually get to shoot and. Um, this coming season, um, I'm not sure where we're going to be hunting this coming season, but but the actual episodes will air. We went to Prince Edward Island, Canada last October, and that's where we we bluefin tuna fished. Also, but we got a bunch of uh, we got a, we got some good footage. Canada geese. Cool. Had, Prince Edward Island is just a beautiful, beautiful country. Uh, I can't say country, but yeah. con- country in the sense yeah. of the terrain there mm-hmm. is just a beautiful place. Didn't you shoot a beautiful black duck up there? Yeah, on black that ducks. Hunt? Yep, the uh, black duck limit there. Um, it just always gets a wow from everybody. It's it's. This year it was six birds. Six. Six birds. Six yeah. black ducks. Yeah, six black ducks. And they're and they're so pretty. I, yeah. I have a one of my favorite mounts is a, a black, black duck, duck that yep. that my my dog retrieved. It was fantastic. We, we did. We attempted to we attempted to film some good water hunts and it just never. The, the black duck we shot were actually first thing in the morning in, in the mm-hmm. you know in a in a dry field over over Canada goose quiz really, um, <laughs> but uh, just it was, that was again it was about the adventure. Man. It was just a super. Had some really good friends there, believe it or not. That you know, all the way in Prince Edward Island, that uh, some good friends over the years that I've 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 made, and um, it's the whole experience was, the whole experience was it was just a good adventure. Picked up picked up the rye puppy along the way. <laughs> That's right, you got yeah, the so pup. She, yep, she was seven months old. We picked her up in Maine <laughs> as we went across, so we picked her up. And a little side note, a little side story there for for yeah. the uh, for the TV show. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we got rye's. Uh, what she's six months old. Last Tuesday, I guess she's six months old, and uh, but anyway, we picked we picked her up along the way. So just lots of you know, lots of there was lots of good things from that. Yeah, and Karen went along. She enjoyed herself there. So it's it's just all good. Yeah, was her, that her first time up there? First time in Canada, period, I believe. But yeah. definitely Prince Edward Island. Nice. I think I think it was her first time in Canada. Yeah. And you and one thing that's that's really cool, you know, you you have Karen involved in in your videos, and mm-hmm. and you're like videoing Karen cooking on the pit boss. It's mm-hmm. it's so cool. But it was it was. Um, it was really neat to see that Karen got her first her first brand this year. You want yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. that? Yep, went down to do you know, went down that and took we took Rye along and like I said, as it happened, arguably maybe we should not have Rye along because she was I guess she would have been uh, like four and a half months old or whatever in there, something like eighteen weeks or whatever it was. And um but she she did fine and just the whole thing was a was a was a pretty cool experience. And, mm-hmm. 
And um, Karen was happy that she she went and got a couple recipes and she soaked them and and uh, marinated them and she cooked them and it was you know they were good. Cool. That that was like the the the, the icing on the experience, mm-hmm. man. That's that's yep. so cool. It's, I saw you post that picture. I was like, man, that's good for you guys. She, she's ready to do it again. We were going to get she, right there at the end of the season. She had a day off or two, and it just the wind was such, and we just we never got mm-hmm. back down there and did it again. Yeah. But um, you know, she's you know just if if for nothing else with Rye with trainer her, and she you know she's all about you know. She wants to see her get, you know, see her get work, so it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, man. That's that. I saw that, and it's you know, there's certain times like you feel like you know you see somebody on Instagram, and you as much as you post, you feel like you know somebody, and like the people, or like at least I get the feeling like, man, I, I feel good about seeing the goodness in your life, you know, seeing that relationship and seeing like, oh man, that's so cool, because like, I know what it's like to have somebody shoot their first turkey or their first you know their first brand which i that's on our last our mm-hmm. list for next year so keep that in mind <laughs> we're not all the days are going to be sea duck hunting. it's only going to be a 30-day season out here next year so is it yeah it's they're gonna it's a side note brant for everyone listening is the only bird i think it's the only bird in my mind it's the only bird that they actually do next year's season on this year's winter count so they don't spend a lot of time and money going up on the nesting ground and count count brand mm-hmm. they they base all they base the numbers on what the population is you know now right and then they figure well hey we're going to get there's going to be so much you know so much reproduction to it or addition to it but they just basically do the do the winter count i was talking with my friend in the state of maryland the other day and he said the the count that they they say the population on the east coast is 110,000 birds so instead of being a 45 day Two birds, they're going to drop it back to 30 days. He says he thinks it'll still be two birds, but it's definitely going to be 30 days. Do you know, this is a personal question, mm-hmm. do you know uh, if that's going to be during December still? Is that going to be the end of I think it's going to be the last 30 days of the season. And that's that's why, actually, they called. We were just talking. They kind of wanted to get my, what was my mindset or my input yeah. of, like, when would be the best, what's the mm-hmm. best 30 days? And I was like, yeah, I think the, you know, the, the last 30 days. I think we'll miss it because we're like the – I think I think you probably will just miss it by a little bit. I can always come back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't not that I needed another excuse to come back. So, but yeah, um, I think a little, little footnote to the whole brand thing. It's only going to be thirty days next year. Okay, man, they're they're tightening it up. But I I, I think that whenever we we had discussed the the one bird goose limit next year, yep, yep. that you were such a, a steward for the the species uh, in your comments. Well, we were talking about the the the. Um, I mean, so sea ducks for those those that don't know it, this was the third year of the reduced 107 days and only 60 days and um the reason for the 107 days so in our regular duck season on the east coast it could be a 35 i'm sorry 30 a 45 30 day season 45 day season or 60 day season and we've you know we've been fortunate over the last couple of years it's been 60 days well the sea duck season's always been 107 and they gave this 107 day season the beginning of october to the end of january because it was an underutilized resource that they wanted people to be able to utilize because guys are just you know going out and shooting regular ducks and geese and whatever, you know there's they wanted to have some other times in there when those seasons are closed that guys can take advantage of it. And back through the 70s and 80s, you know, there weren't a whole lot of people shooting. We didn't have all these the, you know the, all the fancy boats, all the layout boats, all the interest, and on and on and on. And um, and nowadays it's it really has changed up. So you know maybe it's not a through hunters maybe it's not the most popular thing for me to say, but like. I would think the reduction is a good thing. If you, if you have the birds, if you have the natural, if you have the resources, best interest at heart, probably is a good thing. That's that. I thank you for saying it that way yeah, because I mean, you are such a steward, and you're like, look, this is 
we have to do it for the species. It's it's not an unlimited resource. There's there's a there's a finite number of of whatever the animal is, right? <laughs> there's only so many of them. There may be a lot of them, but it's definitely mm-hmm. you know there's there's there is a limit to how many there truly are. And um, yeah, there's just more and more people doing it, and and um, you know it's I. I I've, I've debated this with a couple of friends. We're like, oh man, they're, they're just going to close sea ducks down, whatever, whatever. And, and my friends at the state, I was telling them the same thing. To me, it's about the opportunity to go. So I'd rather, I'd rather you drop the bag limit and still have the opportunity to go, yeah. right? Than not. And I, my quick example is like, there's guys that go, they, they have to buy a three day hunt and go to Washington to shoot one. one bird, right? So if you said, hey, it's a one surf scoter limit, although it may take it a year, a season or two to cycle through, mm-hmm. there's people that have not shot a surf scoter. So guess what? There's going to be people still lined up and still calling to say they want to go shoot a surf scoter or shoot whatever the bird is, yeah. even if it's a reduced, you know, it's a reduced limit. Um, the state of Washington, they can't even they, their sea duck limit or their scoter limit, excuse me, has been reduced to only two birds, so they can't even have the opportunity to shoot all three. You know, they can't a surf a surf a black or a white wing in the same hunt because they can <laughs> they can only shoot two birds, not three. Wow! So, so that was uh, wow. That they was, can't get their slam. No, not in one hunt. Not in one hunt. Yeah. Wow. That's so when I, when I was fortunate over the back in the day when I was out there, like the Bear's Golden Eye is probably my favorite duck, and and it was a seven bird limit. Well, now the Bear's Golden Eye is a two bird limit. So yeah. it's just you know, I, you know again, it's I think it, I think it is a good thing. Again, if you if you have the if you have the resources, best interest at heart, mm-hmm. you know, it's because yeah. once you kill them, you know, I always still like to say joking around that you know there's still a Labrador duck or two flying around. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> probably like they. If you, you can kind of research a little bit, I think they say 1845 or 1849 was the last one shot on Long Island, which mm-hmm. is still still kind of cool to think. Well, there's there's areas that there's still probably a couple out there flying. Around. Yeah, one one thing. Um, did, have you read the book? Uh, I think it's Outlaw Gunner. Mm-hmm. The yeah. old. It's like you yeah. know. I don't know when it was. Maybe the 50s or something mm-hmm. it was put out. Have it upstairs. Yeah, I I have a copy of it somewhere buried in a box, and I highly recommend that for a lot of people who don't understand about uh, the the how fragile the resource mm-hmm. is. Um, I, I knew you would have it up. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but again, with all this stuff, I mean, it, it is a, it's a finite. It's there is only a certain number of whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like it's unlimited. You know, I mean, probably on the earth, you pick whatever, 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 whatever the subject matter is. <laughs> there's, there is only so much of it. So many of them are so much of it. Whether it be, you know. Mm-hmm. Gas, oil, you know, name me the whatever the reason. Yeah, name her the well. <laughs> but still, I mean, it's there's only so much of it, right? Right. Yeah. So it's all kind of. I'm gonna. I am gonna. Keep, now I'm gonna sound old and say it's all relative, though. You know. So, yeah. so what's a lot to somebody may not be a lot to somebody mm-hmm. else, and you know, somebody else might have a different different definition of what a lot is, right? Yeah, I know. You know, even you know, as a Pennsylvania resident and a, a hunter in Pennsylvania, the deer population. I in my lifetime, I'm. You know, I've been hunting deer for like 24 years now, and I've seen so many just swings, and, and these populations go up and they go down. And regardless of who you blame, we have to manage the resource and, and, and keep the resource in, in, in our, our number one foremost in our mind. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, now, there's people that don't hunt that listen to the podcast and you're also, you also run uh, the bad influence. So you also run fishing trips out of, out of ocean city, right? We do. Okay. Do you want to talk about those? Catch and release. So it's not, it's not all about killing, right? Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is light tackle shark fishing and, um, it's all catch and release big old, well, not a big old circle, but a circle hook. I even, I even bend the barb off the circle hook. So all the hooks come out and pretty much I can't say 
They may have a piercing in their jaw, <laughs> the side of their face, <laughs> but I mean, generally, typically, you know, the fish get re- get released and and um, you know they get to get to get to live to get caught another day. Now, flounder, tuna, and mahi, you know, I, some of those are not going to make it back. They're not going to get released, and they're they're they're, they're, they're going to be they're going to be enjoyed. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, like I was saying about through the months of you know March, April, May, and throughout the summer until you know, we get really get to October. Um, you know, there's, there's always, there's always something, something to be caught and something, something, something we like to, something we like to go after. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to get over on the bay this year on Chesapeake Bay for that, uh, the rockfish, the striped bass, the cat, the trophy season they have mm-hmm. last year. Uh-oh. They're, those guys in the, <laughs> in the van are looking for us. Last, uh, she may let the dogs out the front. <laughs> um, last year we did not do well in the trophy season, but we're going you know, to get back over there. Mm-hmm. April, April 15th, that'll start. And, um. Yeah, we just uh, do hourly fishing once 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 we get uh once the vacationers, you know, once we get Memorial Day to Labor Day, that's the busiest time with the hourly fishing. Um you know, schools are schools are off. It's a lot of families. Um Karen, I have to give her tip my hat to her on this. She got us on uh for the fishing, she got us on uh TripAdvisor. So I get a lot of like I'd get a phone call right now for tomorrow, say, Hey, what do you you know, we're here in town, what do you have? You got any fishing open tomorrow? Cool. So so we do, uh, we do, we do try to stay busy with the fishing. Mm-hmm. Fishing is di- much different than the, than the waterfowl, um, in many different ways. But the primarily, it took me a little bit to figure this out. Is you're going to come here to waterfowl hunt, and well, by the way, when we're here, what else can we do? Mm-hmm. Well, people come to Ocean City to vacation, and once they get here, oh, by the way, what else can we go do? And they want to go parasail, they want to rent jet skis. Hey, let's go fishing. So it's not. It's just more of. It's. I'm not saying that people aren't serious about catching. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've, we've caught some nice fish that they're like, ah, we can let it go, <laughs> kind of thing. And you know, nice, nice, you know, keeper mm-hmm. flounder. And like, nah, we can. We're not. We're in a hotel. We'll just let them go. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So it's just more about the experience, which I guess the water fouling is too. Except, you know, it is there is a finality to when you hunt <laughs> versus hunting versus fishing. There's a finality in hunting. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a you know you've adapted to to the summertime a la carte yeah you know you're you're providing an additional service that you're not necessarily you know i'm sure people come here just to fish with you but you know now you're you're out there to where people are like oh what can we do like, oh man we can go fishing with jeff Cubs. Yep. really really yeah, so interesting fishing again it's just there's just lots of differences between mm-hmm. between the two activities for yeah. sure yeah good stuff man we're we're continuing to look for things that we can do together yeah. and I, I think that fishing would be a, a really good uh a good intro to a boat. Maybe there you a, go. Maybe a boat uh, with a fishing rod on it would be <laughs> would be good. So you know, there's a difference between fishing and catching, though, right? Yeah, it's kind of like hunting. It's I don't know how the I don't know what the analogy would be with hunting, but there's fishing and then there's catching. So you know, it's it's everybody can go fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, in the in the past so many years, you know, Pennsylvania's hunting numbers have have decreased the uh, the hunting license sales, and I. I have noticed in my group of friends that I have friends who I who go hunting, mm-hmm. and then I have friends who I feel are actually hunters. Mm-hmm. And the number of people who go hunting has been decreasing, but the people who are truly hunters seem like they are just like gung-ho and so fully ingrained in it. Have you seen like a change in the numbers or the people that come out with you? Nah, I, mean, I think over the years it's probably always been, I don't know, like where the age break would be that what's 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 older, what's younger, but I think it's always been um, for a couple of different reasons, you know, money and and well, just many different reasons. Mm-hmm. But I, it's always been, I think, a, an older, you know, an older crowd. 
Um, this year I did have I did have the guys were still in high school, and, <laughs> yeah. and they they came they came all the way from Alabama to, to do this. So, I mean, they, they were they were my youngest. They were my as a whole. They were definitely mm-hmm. my youngest my youngest guys. But um, you know, generally, typically, it is it's a kind of an older it's an older you know, mm-hmm. uh, an old I want to say old at the, that's not the word I want to use, but a. a <laughs> I keep coming back to old, but it, you know, it's a, it's a larger age group. It's an older age group mm-hmm. versus, you know, younger. Um, I even had like fathers and, and had two fathers bring their, their, their boys this year. And like a lot of times I'll just tell you, there's like, there's so much stuff going on in their lives that like, it's hard to mm-hmm. get the kids to go, you know, the yeah. fathers are all about doing it. And the kids got, you know, from sports and not, not, not that I'm against sports yeah. or anything like that, but there's like only so many Saturdays and, you know, if you're playing soccer, football, whatever, whatever, you know, you got commitments to teams and, and, um, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's just, I guess like everybody else, it's just hard to make time sometime to, to, you know, to cover everything you need to, need to do. Yeah. I think that, that make the time was the perfect way to put that because it, you know, your priorities are what gets done. Mm -hmm. And by making the time to come and hunting or making the time for soccer or football or whatever it would be, but it's that making the time. And, you know, that's why you get booked up, you know, ahead of time because people are like, I'm making the time to go hunting with Jeff. And we booked our hunt for 2018 in like January of 2018. And we didn't see you until December. And now Mm -hmm. we're talking about December, 2019. And we talked about that in December of 2018. So I think today for the, for the 60 day sea duck season, I'm at 36 days, I'd say booked. I think I don't have deposit. I'm pretty. There's probably a, a couple of days in there that I don't have deposits for, but pretty mm-hmm. much everybody's is, yeah. is uh, you know, I have deposits on there. Yeah. Ben, get on that. Send me that check, you punk. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but I'm just, I do. But I'm saying, I mean, people are. My point yeah. is, people are serious about. It. It's not they're just say, hey, we want the days, but I mean, mm-hmm. they follow up and 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 send yeah. me and send me the money. You know? Yeah, making making the time is mm-hmm. is just so important, and and our values and our our priorities are always changing. And I know that in the next ten years, I don't know that I'll be sitting in in a in a garage on a uh, what day is it? Tuesday. 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 It's Tuesday. I have to thank myself a lot. <laughs> we were both talking about this. Like, what day is it today? Um, you know, our, our priorities, priorities change. And I know, you know, children are in our future and I want to be able to, you know, have my children go and experience those things too. Um, it's just got to be a priority. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, we've hit a, the gauntlet and such good tangents. Um, I ramble. <laughs> that's why we, that's why this is so good that it's both of us. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about? I, I just want to touch back to, I just want to touch base again on, if you want to talk about the giveaway so we can talk about that. Uh, just to you know, give a little bit of info on that, and then the brands that you work with because they do you know they do so much with you. Yeah, for sure. So like again, the hashtag PitBossXX was just kind of you know Karen and I both brainstormed on this of like how can we you know what can we what, what can we name this thing and that's the entries are I'm, I'm going to go back through and I'm just going to check a hashtag <laughs> PitBossXX and that's see who's done what. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a social media social media based entry and contest uh, giveaway. And, um, yeah, just like I said, it's just, um, Karen's worried I'm going to get too many entries that it'll be overwhelming, but I, that's kind of, that's kind of what I want. You know, mm-hmm. I want it, I want it to be, I want it to be busy. It's going to be something you can enter multiple times. Um, and it, I think in the end, you know, still kind of thinking some of it through, but I think at the end, maybe it's just going to almost be like a public, try to make it like a public poll or public opinion of like, who's, it's going to be video based. I guess I haven't still really said that, but it's going to be video based. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we get the last, you know, we get to this. Maybe like the best what I uh, what I think are the best six mm-hmm. videos, and then we would just put it up there to see you know see who can get the most likes or yeah. you know I don't know how I still haven't really thought that one I've got like sixty hours of air time, flight time still so I'm 
I'm going to take a notepad. And I'm, I'm planning <laughs> on taking lots of lots of notes and, and really work work that out. Um, still evolving. To, yeah, still, still, yeah, yeah it's, it's still evolving. Just like with the with the possible 32 foot duck boat. And, yes, please uh, <laughs> sign me up for that yeah. one. <laughs> um, but no, um, so that that's the giveaway. Um, we did that Brant hunt hook on OC the other day, and, and like Scott even said, anything else you want to out? Anything else, Jeff? You want to add? And I didn't thank Arthur, and it was like it was on my mind. And we got back to the ramp, and I was like, guys, I, I, we need to. And they did put it at the end mm-hmm. at the ramp. I did thank mm-hmm. Arthur Hunter yeah. and Aiden yeah. Leonard uh, for uh, for the use of the, the blind that we we filmed from. But now nah, I just, um, you know, if 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 you're if you're into social media, please check me out. It's at Pitboss P I T B O S S Waterfowl F O W L. Um, that pretty much gets you anything. We're we're jokingly talking earlier. I mean, if, don't take me the wrong way, but if just get on Google and if you type in Jeff Coates C O A T S, I might not be the very first thing that pops up, but there's going to be probably too much. I'd be embarrassed mm-hmm. probably if I really do that sometime and see how much junk really does pull up. <laughs> but um, you know, I love doing the YouTube videos, so trying to always trying to trying to um, make entertaining videos on YouTube, and it's the same kind of thing where it's you know YouTube.com forward slash Pitboss Waterfowl. So we got we got that going on. Um, I don't, I don't really know Facebook as much as what I used to, uh, the, the Instagram's attached to Facebook. So it looks like I'm on Facebook, but I'm, I'm really not on Facebook as much. I had some young guys tell me that Facebook's for old people. So, uh, man, that was cold. Yeah. So, that was cold. So I was like, I'm well, on Facebook, man. Well, I'm on Facebook too. It's just, I don't, I don't hang like they, you know, they like we're on Instagram. Well, that's where I always stay. I was like, okay, yeah. well I need to be on Facebook too. Yeah. But, but point taken to them is that that's, you know, they have been trying to like, again, staying ahead of the curve. The, my f- young young friends from uh, Alabama. I asked them what was like. What are the, what's the like? What's what's the latest greatest on the horizon? Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, Snapchat. I was like, yeah, I don't really Snapchat, but but I was like, like anything else? And they're like, nope. So I said, Instagram's still the thing. And they're like, yep. And I was like, okay, just cool. check, just checking in to see what <laughs> see what you're, you know, see what you guys were thinking. Um, you got your thumb on the pulse. Try to do a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just uh, you know, we we were talking this morning about how many more years am I going to do all this and. Probably at least another ten if I'm if I'm able to stay alive that long, and um, just uh, I, you know that's we just enjoy enjoying and and just try to keep moving forward and, and try to keep going in a positive direction. So. Yeah, I, I like it, man. The uh, the the social media side. If you want to see, I don't care if you don't hunt, I don't care if you don't fish, I don't care if you don't eat barbecue. <laughs> um, man, your your Instagram is is such a good thing for me to see Thank each you. and every day because I'm like, what's Jeff up to? Like, Thank oh man, he's he's doing this, and it's it is always you know there's there's some good stuff out there, and you. Thank you. you do very kind. Job. Well, this is what I like to say. I think I do a pretty good job for a guy that doesn't look that good in a bikini. So especially on Instagram. I mean, it seems like, you know, the, the bikini accounts really they're really really strong, right? I got no comment on that. <laughs> but, that's good. But, but for a fat white guy that's that's uh, doesn't look good in a bikini, I think I, I think I I think I hold my own. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's that's interesting. So, um I, I can't thank you enough. I thank I, you. I really really appreciate this. this was something I've looked forward to since Maybe since before I knew I was going to be in, in the podcasting thing whenever I first met you. But I know whenever I was, you know, I, I got my podcasting gear on my, on my hike and I, I wrote a list on my phone and I checked it today. And you were, uh, you were very high up on thank the you, list of, of people I wanted to, I'm honored, to sit thank down you. with. Thank you for taking the time. Um, I'm looking forward to all of the things that you have coming up. Um, I, I, I thank you. <laughs> no, I thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I guess there's only, only one thing left to say, Jeff. Thinking of you, we are. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you very much.
Jeff, I can't thank you enough once again. What a, what a great episode. I had so much fun hanging out with you. And congratulations on your 20th year of guiding for one of the the trophy ducks that, that some folks are, are constantly striving to get. You really do offer a world-class service. Um, I'm looking forward to my hunt with you next year. There's been a little bit of chatter around my house about getting on uh, maybe the bad influence this summer and doing some some fishing with you guys. So please, everybody, make sure you check out Jeff. His The easiest way to find him is just Google Jeff Coats, and you'll, you'll find Pit Boss Fishing, Pit Boss Waterfowl. Jeff's uh, also hooked up with the guys from Migration Nation and Retay, the firearms manufacturers. Um, Molly Sporting Goods, he really promotes those guys. And even Crabs to Go. Jeff's just always uh, trying to get everybody to see the world from his perspective and meet some of the great people that, that he's been able to meet. So, Jeff, can't thank you enough. Please go make sure that you check out uh, Jeff online. Even if you're just a barbecue guy, Jeff's the guy to follow. His Instagram stories are always always entertaining, and he really does. He doesn't change. You, you see is pretty much who you get whenever you sit down with Jeff. Uh, it's, it's such a fun experience. So make sure whenever he puts all the information out about this giveaway, there are so many prizes. I know I'm going to be uh, trying my hardest to get it on the, uh, on the giveaway, but there's a lot of really good prizes. Most of all, you know, the opportunity to go and hunt, hunt with Jeff. He, he talks about the products and the prizes, but really the prize is being able to go on a, a waterfowl hunt with, with him. So please make sure that you check that out. Um, as far as the next couple episodes, um, I've already got, I've got the chance to sit down with uh, my buddy Kid and my buddy Wheels. They came in. Those are two of my friends from the AT uh, in 2016. I sat down with those two guys before a little section hike that we did just a weekend in the cold Pennsylvania mountains on the AT. It was me and Kid and Wheels and my buddy Chad from, from North by North. We had a couple cold nights. We learned some lessons, but we still had some fun, and I got some soggy feet. But we sat down before the hike and just kind of reminisced about our time on the Appalachian Trail together. Um, I, I'm getting ready to, to uh, finish up that podcast. That was a lot of fun. And I was also able to land uh, a little hangout with my friend Matt Dobson, who is getting ready to hike the Continental Divide Trail this year. So he's leaving in April of 2019. Um, for Mexico. He's going to go northbound on the, the CDT this year, and, and I'm going to be able to follow along with him and hopefully maybe get out and see him for a week or two. But um, that'll be coming out also a little bit later on. So um, got a couple good good episodes coming up, a lot of things to be excited for. I know that talking with Chad, I'm going to be attending trail days on the AT in Damascus, which is um, mid-April, mid-May. I can't even remember it's sometime coming up, but I'm going to actually be able to attend Trail Days with Chad and help him out at his booth and help him support his products that he's selling at um, northbynorth.co, northxnorth.co. Chad and I will be down at, at Trail Days in April. I've got a hike coming up in uh, around the Asheville area, probably on the AT. Hopefully I'll get to see some some through, aspiring through hikers, and it'll be a little bit of a get-together. Some of my friends from the PCT and some AT friends are going to we're going to try to get together and, and do some hiking. So a lot to look forward to. This spring has been su- super busy. It's going to be the, the last two months of the winter. I've been so busy, but um, man, I, I just, I have it really good. I have a good life and it's because of the choices that I've made. And I hope that, that listening to this podcast, it helps you to figure out the things that are important to you 
so that you can kind of live your best life too. Thanks again, guys. (laughs) 